my recordings don't ask for a password. They just work. They just work? They just work. As me and Aaron doing some clever back and forth. Like how a Bethesda game just works? Like how a Bethesda game just works, correct. Although, did you see the whole thing with CDPR and What's the Cyberpunk? What's the new one? <laughs> what now? Well, like, well, no. So there were some internal documents that got leaked that the external uh, quality control company that they hired had something like 10% of the staff that they said that they were going to have on hand, and all of them were senior QCers. They were all, like, people with a few months' experience. And in That's... order to, like, in order to meet the, like, okay, well, if you've got, you know, 100 guys on staff, you should be generating 400 bug reports a day. Like, you know, early on, you should be finding four or five bugs a day. And so, like, a lot of the bug reports, a lot of it was coming across as, like, ah, it's... It's playing all right on our systems, but we have, like, material clipping issues and things like that. And, you know, these guys were supposedly, like, certified in everything. So CDPR maybe didn't do their due diligence to make sure that they were getting good reports. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) they spent a lot of their time, like, resolving these issues because, like, they're running them on, you know, their Mondo PCs or whatever and, you know maybe they should have done some of their own internal QCs to kind of check against it. But it was like this whole deal of like this company that they apparently paid a lot of money to only put like junior QA people on it and just told them to like, Oh, if the colors don't look right on your monitor, submit that as a bug. Report. This this is, this makes all the bus under throwing that their upper management were starting to get up to even worse. Cause like, if I recall correctly, they were kind of, they were taken, they, when they made their statements, they were like, oh, you know, but this and this, and they kind of went like, you know, we should have done a better job, and a lot of the programmers were kind of like, feeling a little under the bus thrown, and it's it's mm-hmm. like, cool, so you, you actually kind of, you kind of stamped all over your own team to either purposefully or inadvertently protect a QC company that wasn't even part of your company. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's well, great. I, I, think it's, I think it's a thing that's like, that this is stuff that's only come out recently. Yeah. Because they were trying to work on some other game, and then it was like, oh, yeah, by BT dubs. Um, we kind of boned you before. Cursed game! I'm sad sad to say. Wow, what a cursed game. Cause it, and yeah. just to add to it, that game, before it came out, a lot of people were like, well, the uh, Wizards yanked Netrunner from Fantasy Flight, but it's got to have something to do with Cyberpunk. It's like, turns out it didn't. <laughs> Poor Cyberpunk came out, and then just like tanked tanked the aggro of multiple different things happening at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. What the fuck's going on down there? T, T. Messy. You know what's not messy, though, is our clean, clean recording sync that we did uh, at the top of this recording, which is uh, our, our hello, welcome to WTF and TFW. We are going to do some podcasting on Transformers, uh, both toys and listener questions, going to keep it more evergreen uh, on this go, because we got a bunch of stuff. I'm just looking at the list of stuff got, and like I'm, uh, I will say I'm supremely jealous of both of you for various reasons. Uh, 
but uh, I, got, I got some interesting things. Two things. Interesting things. But before we get there, uh, Aaron, how are you? How are you? I was going to say, how are you doing? Uh, and I know it involves the word funk with an N, uh, which I, I, yeah. I assume the N turns sideways it's, at some point. It's It's been a month, but I'm looking forward to like a week and a half in the future here. So Yeah, someone mentioned that in another Discord, and then I was... I wasn't the only one, but I didn't say it because I thought it, then someone else said it, and I was like, I thought there was another week until that weekend. I have to mm-hmm. make some slides. Uh, TJ, how about you? Uh, have you? Are you feeling feeling pretty good? This, this is a weird thing to ask, but uh, hey, how how you doing, TJ? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm actually waiting for a weekend, too. Yeah, we're, I think everyone kind of wants June to to stop. Like, we kind of want to fast-forward to July, it feels like. <laughs> Let's just hop over to the next car, please. Uh, well, as long as we got weekends to look forward to, that's really the main thing. <clears throat> uh, hey, I, I might have potential work in some nebulous months from now that could be lucrative once. Freelance style, right? And you're like, all right, sometime I'm going to get paid once. This is going to kick ass. I'm, I'm making it sound more dire than it is. But... That was a nice little pick-me-up today for me. Uh, and then I got to podcast with my friends! Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're... And then us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what other podcast are you doing, dick? <laughs> that, was my, that was my TCG podcast. <laughs> Talked all about Summoner Wars. Uh, which is not a TCG, I should probably clarify. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about some acquisitions, inquisitions on the topic of Transformers. Uh, and you, you both have four different things. That's crazy. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to pick two bottom ones first, um, that I want to talk about from your guys' list. I'm going to, I'm going to start with you, Aaron, because you got Coronation Starscream, and I want to know if he's worth it other than the chair. Um, on a rollback that put him slightly (laughs) above the base Voyager price, Yes. So when the chair is free, pretty much. When the chair is pretty... Well, okay, so all of the stuff that comes with him is definitely a good upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of those classic rough things of like, yeah, it'd be cool if Hasbro slash Takara was down with just like Transformers accessory packs that were just accessory packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... A cape, like the shoulder things, I tried it on a couple of of um, guys that have smaller shoulder blocks, and those shoulder blocks would mostly fit over, so they're not like totally locked into Starscream, and they have some some neat um, bits inside of them to be able to swivel down and connect to the outside shoulder peg hole piece. Oh, hell yeah. So... A few other guys, if they had smaller shoulders, if they've got any, like, upwards or forward chunk on the shoulder, it didn't work. Um, so, like, parts of that are shareable out to everybody else. And they all, like, tuck into the throne. Oh! They all have their spots on the back or underside of the throne. I feel like they showed that now that I'm thinking go. about it. But I, I'd forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I found it at uh, Walmart I don't frequently go to. We were just... Like slowly killing time as we were waiting for something else to happen, uh, and like wandered into the clear, wandered into like the homewares clearance area, and there was a rollback tag on the box, and I was like, "Oh, I like, I like, I like the full <laughs> oh, preface. I, do. 
I like the full preface yeah. of when it's rolled back at a local Walmart that you walk into where you weren't really expecting to find anything. Then, uh, yeah, then yeah, so yeah, because um, I was telling someone who had missed the Earthrise Seekers and they were asking about it, and I was like, well, if you like Starscream and you don't have the Earthrise one, the Earthrise Starscream is a really good mm-hmm. toy. So this is if this is your f- first chance at it, then like go for it if you like the chair. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, like the value ideal is of course going to be different if you know you didn't already have this guy three or four different ways and slightly different versions due to color or how much was he changed for uh, other releases that I probably bought too many of. Uh, I'm a dummy. Earthrise version actually was the hard one to get multiples of because that yeah. was that was 2020 era. Uh, right. Yep. 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 So Siege, you would have um, had a million, but, of, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, and it's a good solid throne chair too. It's not some cardboardy one dimension or two dimensional thing. It has it's not a rec, not a wrecker hammer and, and volume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got some good play out of it. I got some good, like sitting there watching TV poses with Starscream on the throne or like sitting on the arm of the chair like he's a cool like one of the cool kids or something and then it got set to the wayside because it's been a bit yeah no understandable well that's good to hear like i i uh, i'm still really tempted to pick it up partly just because i really like the earthrise seekers and i i'm still super salty that the coneheads were basically inattainable in my country despite the fact we were led to believe they would be (laughs) that's the part that really bummed me out so i'm I'm kind of down mm-hmm. for for duping him with po- like you know squeezable fingers and a chair, uh, but I would like to catch him on sale if I can. Then um, uh, TJ, off of your list, I would really like to uh, the 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 what I'll call your underboy uh, that I'd like to know about is Ironhide because I suspect he's mostly someone else, but I might I might be making an assumption. Yeah, yeah, he he is. You're right. You're right. He is uh, very much like Lockdown. Uh, yep, it's almost exact same. It's it's uh, weird that they, they dragged that animation that animated mold out, you know, out of wherever they were keeping it. But boy, it made yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Really surprised they used the spring loaded version too. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's it, it yeah, it's it's ratchet again uh, in plastic that probably shouldn't yellow as easily. Uh, Boy, that's just a thing that's going on. I don't, I don't yeah. even know. How to, how to, I don't even know if that's like we can't make that like a news topic. It's just going to be an ongoing. Did you see? Because like, okay, hey, guess what? Motormaster showed up real early uh, in other continents, but a bunch of them, not all of them, a bunch of them, are like half yellowed. Uh, so things are weird, right? <laughs> I have a th- yeah, I wonder if some of that also just comes down to like the uh, like the slightly different batches of plastic having slightly different grays or whatever someone like the yellow yellow plastic versus bright yellow plastic that you'd get occasionally in like sun streakers or i mean we also like we have our uh, colors we are our own editor has a dinobot that has been yellowing too and that's to the brown plastics also tagatron i had to freaking check mine when when he showed that to me i was like the hell is this and i like like dug dug mine out because i was like I was it, it gave me uh whatever the thing is where you start to, you start wondering if your memory of your own toy is wrong. So I was like, wait, was it always that color? Mm-hmm. And like I had to go look at mine to make sure cuz I couldn't remember anymore. <laughs> I was like 
it just messed with me so bad because I'd yeah. never, th- I've never heard the, of that happening to that color, that Mandela effect. Yeah, that's what I was, the word I was looking yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mandela effect yeah, got Mandela is, affected. Is it? Is it, is it? Yeah, is it? Is it burn stain bear or yellow stain bear? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but Ironhide. Someone else. You, I, someone else said it. Someone else said it might be because the factory has like new cleaning standards and there's bleach left over in the molds. I, I was gonna I was gonna save this, but I'll throw my theory out now mm. while we're on the topic. Uh, I suspect because it was a shipment that kind of showed up, let's say, early in Australia, and subsequently, and uh, like, you know, some have shown up. I'd say a little early in the UK. I wonder if those were ones that were manufactured before uh, the the Transformers domestic team, like you know, figured some of this out and like ran to the phone and the email and went like, "Stop everything!" until we. <laughs> You know, like, I, I wonder if there were some that were made before the uh, the discovery was confirmed internally. Uh, that's just my theory, because some of the ones in Australia are dire, and it's not all of them. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, oh, the whole run's gone. Because, like, as far as I know, Jessalyn, uh, on, on Twitter, like, hers, uh, of Minisaur fame, uh, is fine. Um, I haven't, I haven't, like, all the photos looked fine, and a lot of the folks who took photos were like, yeah, this was out of the box like this, so, like, it's... It's super weird. Mm. But uh, I, I was going to say, Ironhide, we were saying that won't affect him, but you know what? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might have a yellow, or not even yellow, orange. I'll have a y- orange yeah. Ironhide at some point. Whatever whatever red will discolor to, now that we've seen brown palm discolor to something. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that won't happen because I'm pounding on wood. Um, my desk, specifically. Uh, that'll make it right. <laughs> how's uh, I mean, how's his head? Like his new head? <laughs> the head's fine. You know, it's like okay. most of the uh, the Mumblebee movie designs. It's a it's very tech rebuild, but it is very recognizable as Ironhide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 I don't know. It's the same toy. You know, it's the same toy. I do like it better in red than I do the white. I will say that. Um, maybe the joints are a little bit looser than they were on Ratchet, but on a on a repaint, that's not shocking. Yeah, it's it's almost a coin toss now, right? Like when the the second version comes out, it's kind of like fifty fifty now. It's either looser or inexplicably tighter. Uh, yeah, so some some someone decided like, is it uh, is it is it worth fixing or not? Like, can we get away with one more or not? Yeah, it's it's just it's odd. Like the uh, the siege seekers, I think were the fu- the funniest one, where it was literally in reverse. Like the the earlier the release, the worse the joints, and then like the the, the rainmakers were like dead ass tight. Um, doing, at least doing, doing the re- doing the reverse of the classic seekers. Yeah. <laughs> um, does he have the same gun as Ratchet as well? Yeah. Like I huh. I act well. I think so. It didn't strike me as different. I didn't dig out Ratchet's gun to to, to clarify that. I've I've had it pointed out that like they all kind of come with the same gun, but it's like each one is a different molded piece. But it's all trying to just be the, kind of the same gun. And uh, I was curious if Ironhide's was somehow different. But that's also like the last thing I expect someone to actually look for <laughs> on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, as long as yeah, as long as he's like turned out fine, and uh, as long as he hasn't like pre pre salmoned out of the the package, then that's good. Uh, 
Um, Aaron, I, w- I actually want to save your 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 what I'm going to call your pinnacle piece for last because I have I want to hear lots about That's it. That's fine. Uh, so, if, if your others, uh, what would you like to talk about next? Um, Perceptor. Yeah. Uh, really, really dig him. Um, you know, he's, he's not terribly complex for 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 what he is. The arm trick that he kind of does um, is pretty cool. Hold on, I'm going. Mm. Roll all the way over here and grab him. I wonder if we're going to hear a crash. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. Just the the like multifold way that his arms get out of the way for for not being complex are wonderfully like it, it's a tight kitted design, and mm-hmm. that's always always what kind of excites me in in the conversion play realm of things. Um, that it just kind of folds up and out the way just easy peasy yeah i think that perceptor is like like he he answers the question that kind of lingered over previous new perceptors which is like what if you just went dead ass simple and just like just made him do mm-hmm. the thing don't try to be super clever about it just make the geometry work and it's like oh it actually turns out really well <laughs> yeah you know between the you know the way that his like the top part of his shoulders flip up for the for the scope mount and then, like his his arms just flip up and over in the other way, and then boom, it's there. Like you know, his legs just kind of do a weird go flat mode, and it's and you're done, and that's it. Congratulations. Yeah. Like it it it's always a thing that I I think part of what frequently sours me to things like masterpiece toys is that like there's a level of complexity that's like okay this is yeah i i get why it's doing this you know this is you know how 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 you make it go from one mode to another and i'm cool with that and then there are other times where it's like why do you have this panel open itself up turn itself upside down flip inside out squeeze itself back down and loop itself around the other way to like shave a profile a little bit. Like that's, that's a lot of complexity. That's just like showing off to show off. That's the, versus, uh, that, that's the joy of modern versus like, Hey, good, good. Sorry. You know, versus this, that's, you know, it's like seven steps to go from robot mode to microscope mode. Yeah. And it's, it's all clean. The the joy I find of, of the best modern Transformers are where the geometry is the smart part. Like, I've gone on about that a lot, but, mm-hmm. like, that's the, that's what I love yeah. about stuff like like MP36 and MP Sunstreaker, honestly, is, like, they are complex, but the, a lot of what they're doing I don't have to manually do, if that makes sense, because it's, like, I just have to t- do this motion, mm-hmm. but it's been cut in this super specific way where if I open this and this, then just swing this, everything goes right past each other. And it's I find that super mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and I think part of like my my visceral reaction the other way is I was watching, um, I think it was Wotafo's video of the first of the masterpiece trains, mm-hmm. and just there's a lot that goes on with all of those transformations and like yeah, it goes from being a train to to being a robot and being a like middle part of the torso or, uh, or chest chest yeah so like 
yeah, what it's doing is things what it needs doing to do, but it's whew, a lot of steps for that have a lot of clear plastic apparently on it and it is like you know just pucker inducing and man I, I, I like more and more I like the simple stuff it'll be probably most of what I'm aiming for at TFCon is the two years of war in pocket style things I've not gotten and just just I don't even know how to give it to me at any I, I don't even know how to focus on any of that because now like Magic Square reawakened in the last year, so now there's two very good small scale companies operating and I like both of their stuff a lot. And that's if I that's if I just don't look at the Iron Factory stuff I missed. So being being yeah. able to pick your scale, I think, is is a very um solid solid decision point to, to hit early on. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, I, I got. I'm gonna look into that the uh, the MPG stuff a little bit closer, probably over the weekend. I'll take a look at what's up his video because I'm curious. I was almost gonna hold those pre-orders until I like had no money, and so I dropped them. Uh, I, I I think it's neat, but like the the grand and a half it'll cost to complete. I'm not sure that I'm. I, yeah, I, I'm I down just for. wish they would demonstrate the limb interlocks because that's the make or break and. Moon Studios train mm-hmm. thing like came out in like six or seven months really fast and, like that's great and I looked at the interlocks and the the legs are neat uh, the shoulders are god awful I don't even know why they did that uh, and so I was like all right like at least now I know because they you know fired that thing out of a cannon I guess to get get over here as quickly as possible but I, I would like to know because I mean you could kind of see how the shoulders work on that torso but then. It, I think that they're just using the opaque plastic, but there's also a lid on top of the connector-looking stuff that is a piece of clear plastic. And I'm like, okay, what's going to load bear? Because <laughs> I don't want clear plastic to load bear a combiner, please. Uh, anyway, it's good. luckily, Perceptor is not subject to any of this. Perceptor's just a, a slightly tall good boy. Uh, mm-hmm. With, uh, with I, I like his inexplicably ratcheting microscope uh, thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it it's the teensiest ratchet for no great reason. No but reason, no but, reason but at it's all. Also great, <laughs> like like maybe for the tank mode. Yeah, I think, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, well, TJ, um, in your case, like I, I would say one of them by virtue of being large is a highlight piece, but honestly, like also it's it's technically a retool, so it's your call. Whatever you'd like to to cover next. If I went on about Ironhide, I think uh, I think RC is fair to go to next. Yeah, I want to know about that toy because I'm hyped for it. Ah, uh, so she she's actually quite wonderful. I actually yeah. really really like her. So, uh, she actually does do a pretty good job integrating transformation. Like a lot, like the a lot of the top of the vehicle mode does fold up into her back, but it folds up like very nice and compact. Mm-hmm. So like her her backpack is like the size of her torso, and that's it. You know, and then like even like the G one like. Like behind the back things, I never know what to call them. <laughs> oh, her, you know. yeah, the, the the RC backpack, basically the RC backpack things. Like you know that that is an optional on this. You can kind of you can get that profile if you want, but it's all ball jointed, so you can fold it together, tighten it up if you want. Like uh, robot mode looks good. Uh, paints clean on her. Nice uh, nice white paint all over the torso, which is nice. Um, Vehicle mode actually uses quite a bit of her uh, robot bulk to make the vehicle. 
That's, that's uh, part of the reason I've been hype. <laughs> yeah, it's still a really cool vehicle. Um, I do have like one issue on mine where like she's supposed to have the the like she's got that thing where like the inside of the wheels have like uh, like an arrangement of teeth that they're supposed to click together with. And on mm, mine, yeah. I don't. On mine, some of the tolerance is a little bit off. They don't quite fit like terribly flush. Like it's it's a it's a minor nuisance. Like everything, it's not like nothing holds together without it. Like it's fine. It's just a mm. slight annoyance. Uh, the the only other annoyance would be like in vehicle mode, her hands are just kind of hanging out the back of the vehicle. Um, mm. I found uh, there is a way to mitigate that because her, she does have uh, she does have weapon mounting points near the rear of her vehicle. So if if you uh, you know, uh, so if you take the weapons and just like point them backward and put them in the hand in the back, uh, it just looks like exhaust pipes. So it's uh, an easy cleanup shot. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I was gonna say it's it's nice reference to the uh, the com- the combiner woman team stick deluxes, but that's probably not a reference people get like hype about. Uh, I was gonna say like, <laughs> oh like, wow, wheel, she's got wheel... the hands. <laughs> yeah, she's got the wheel, hand wheel bumpers. Jack. I like. Wheeljack from that from the the Bumblebee stuff, I think has that going on in alt mode as well. Like, I mean, they're a little bit covered, but his hands are kind of just you know they're back there. Um, yeah. So it's it, that's, I, that's I think the I thing always I'm willing to accept. I, yeah, like I think I always I'm always willing to forgive Cybertronian modes because who are they disguising for? Yeah, yeah, and like I think there's there's a lot to laud about like an RC who is making use of her own body to turn into a vehicle like as as trite as that can sound like that's the state of RC mm-hmm. in a, a lot of designs yeah. these days so <laughs> uh, you know if the hands are back there and there are accessories that can happily plug in that looks very intentional then like that's you know that's not terrible uh, I, I will say I will say it does help that the that Bumblebee movie designs uh, they they really they like having like these th- thick hipped robots. Mm, yeah. Like Soundwave, like even Soundwave mm-hmm. and Shockwave have that going, it's like Optimus Prime too. Um, so like that aesthetic is actually helping her. Her legs are a little bit beefier than your standard RC, so there's actually bulk for them to incorporate into the transformation. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's I think that that ends up helping out like the uh, it helps out Brawn a lot. Um, I was gonna say that it helps out Ratchet and Ironhide, but actually that I think it mostly just helps out in that there's meaty stuff to grab onto while you're transforming them. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's good to hear about that RC because I think that's probably the exciting RC toy of the year. Um, SS eighty six I think is pretty cool, but SS eighty six also has like three different specters hanging off of it that can put off people for various different reasons, uh, understandably so. Uh, right. So the, the yeah that the Bumblebee one has got like the freshest vibe, um, and yeah I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that just pops up in Canada the way it popped up over there because I, I want to. I'm okay waiting on Ironhide, all due respect to Ironhide, but I would like to mess with that RC. Uh, I hope they I hope they they do some redecoing on on some of these too. Like I know there's not really like movie precedent for it uh, outside of you know Ironhide, but I these, these I are would all be good deluxes. I would be entirely fine with like Selects giving me like a two pack repaint of RC as movie Chromia and Elite One. Yeah, like, I would like, actually be down for like mm. like triplicating them. 
Yeah, like like some of them, I think you'd have to do some reaches, but like they're just the base design is so good on these that I mm-hmm. I would like to see them. I'd actually like to see them do clever repurposing of like because the alt modes are a little bit abstract. Like, what if on like the brawn or something? Like, hey, maybe the front is the back on a, on a repaint. We'll figure out a way to like dress it up, do a new part or two, and like you know have have him have his back be his front and alt mode on on the retool or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't mind if they did like collaborative levels of retooling. Just like here's a yeah here's a character in Legacy that just happens to share the same engineering as you know RC or Bumblebee Ironhide. Well, with RC especially, like, there there is also the factor of, like, look, it's a female Transformers toy that, like, has a body that turns into a thing. Please use this a lot. <laughs> like, you know, the, the very first reaction I had to the Legacy Alita 1 being like, oh, yeah, redeco that a couple times. Yeah, please. Because uh, it looks like a good Transformer who is female. That That's already, I would like more of those. Like, you're just, just grabbing for, like, good repaints of just a good base body. I mean, we, now that we've seen the... The Minerva uh, redeco retool, um, which was the telegraphed one, but yeah, um, I, of course, obviously, I would like them to just do more original bodies too. But uh, we've got we've got good core ones going on now, so yeah, uh, select please or legacy, you know, whatever. Um, well, uh, Aaron, I'll pop back over to you. Uh, you've got one more legacy thing I'd like to hear your opinion on because I I can't remember if I talked about mine or not, so I might I might pop in some thoughts too on on that one. Yeah, I got the Laser Prime of Justice, G2 Prime, G2 Universe Prime of whatever the heck was on the box. It's not thrown away. That was all in the Cybertronian. That was a very accurate translation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird, the part about throwing it away, too. Like, I mean, that, that's weird to throw in there. But. Yeah, <laughs> just trash us right <laughs> off the bat. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of when was the last time that we got... The G2 Prime. It was as RTS. a deluxe in, yeah. Uh, Reveal uh, the Shield. So. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 Titan's Return. No. Oh, right, that was the triple chain. I, I keep forgetting. Of, yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I always still, think of, had the robot yeah, mode. Had the robot mode. And, and in the box yeah. set, he had the he had like the whole dress up thing to be the laser one. I, I always remember him as a completely new Optimus because of the triple changing. But uh, it's... Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, I, I was. I I don't know why. I think I defaulted to RTS because I think DNA or someone else is already doing the make toys add on for the RTS Prime, but for this one, uh, with like the rocket pod okay. thing you can put on his arms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The Titans Return one uh, was the last time. So it's still been a while. Titans Return was actually still uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, don't make me actually think about the passage of time and the. Cold, cold frail. Oh, we, we already looked at the af- we already looked at the um, aftermarket too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I really uh, I, I I'm back and forth on him because he has the same like the same Optimus Prime lower half that so many Optimus Primes have had in the last while. Um, down to the the weird flip over his kneecap pieces that are set up to be on the other sides as a whole. Those things need to go away. Cause I'm, I can deal with the illusion except for those things. Those like, it doesn't put me off the yeah. toy. It's just, those things are the ones where I'm just like, you, you weird little birthmarks, friggin' third yeah. generation at, birthmarks. At, 
<laughs> at least those like the pegs that hold them into the 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 kneecap part have a corresponding tab yeah <laughs> on the parts on the back of the cab so like they found the purpose for it but it's such a thing that's like mm, man, like what what are you what are you doing here, guys? Well, it's like, also the it's also the the like, junk. I, I I I get I get that it's great to just go like copy paste for Optimus Prime. Like these are these are great Optimus Prime legs. We don't have to spend fifteen hours of design to get legs that look su- sufficiently Optimus Primey. And we can just go from there, or whatever. No, the like, the junk inside the thigh, the, like the, shins, the design though. engineering part of me, really appreciates that. No, but but, but then it's like uh, the extra parts where there's a vertical pin. That's that has yeah, to get that's that's the part in order to hold the parts together. The junk in the shins is like such a bummer because <laughs> it's because yeah. it's a pin and it's a whole extra chunk that does nothing, and it's kind of like okay, like at best one can say that you're doing your own filler part. I guess, as opposed to someone, you know, printing mm-hmm. awesome filler parts, but like a whole ass metal pin going in there too. It's like this, yeah. this, this part is the bummer because the, the, the gas cans in the thighs, I think are great as like a universal Optimus Prime gimmick. Like I'm like, nah, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's totally cool. It's just, there's yeah, no, the, <laughs> the gas can, I, I wish that gas cans in the thighs had an additional detent point that held them out. Oh, hundred percent. By now, too, that we're on version if, three. If it if if it had a second detent where it held some pressure in it being out, doesn't even need to be a ton of pressure. Yeah, just enough that a casual brush doesn't halfway close it. Like maybe the sends of the vertical pin down the back of the knee would be forgiven. <laughs> also, um, also they kind of click in place when you fold them in, which is the last place where they need to click yeah, in place. So I'm yeah, like, come on, yeah. come on, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's a pain in the butt trying to get the right amount of fingernail on the grip tab that stands out. Yeah, and then, and then, you, and then they bounce themselves back in after you get them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not to sideline uh, immediately, I, but I, I, like... I, I need to mention something. We can come to this after we're done. I have looked up the price okay. of Titan's Return Voyager Optimus Prime. Uh, anyway. And it is... I will, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about that after we're done. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have that specter okay. hang over us for a bit. Um. I do like that he has a matrix of leadership mm-hmm. that you can you can actually have some toy engagement with. Um, the frustrate the biggest frustration for me, honestly, though, in all of it is the way that his chest has to do like a three loop the loops in order to like fold itself out. Yeah, that's I'm not sure how much is is like is that really a necessity of the design? I think that if because he's got. He's got so much cavernous space in in the the top cab of the truck that there's a filler part that pops out to help deal with it. Yeah, if I felt better about the way the instructions communicated the order of operations, I think I wouldn't mind as much. But the thing I find really irritating is there is an extremely set order of operations for a couple of those yeah. bits. And a lot of it seems, and it, it, maybe I'll look at the book again before I lose it, but, like, I swear the instruction book was very much like, oh, just kind of pull this out, then pull this, and kind of finish pulling this. And I'm like, I hate half steps. Yeah. I really hate half steps, and I don't think they're necessary yeah, on because, this toy. Because you have to have, like, an exploded version of him at one point in time in order to get all the various pieces up and out. You have to have, like, the top of his cab flipped all the way over. You have to... 
there's like a point where you have to rotate a like you have to crack his back open and then you have to like roll his hips 90 degrees and then you roll the part back forward 90 degree it's yeah it's it's just that, it's collisiony again it, it's it's to what i was talking about with perceptor i like it when a transformation is is impactful and elegant and it does what it needs to do in the fewest number of steps without the the collisiony bits and it like oh i did step 3 before I did step two. I don't have to go back. Well, you know, I guess those are low step numbers. I did step 43 before I did step 42. Now I have to roll back to step 18 in order to get myself back in line to come back and do something. You can just kind of go, oh, oh no, wait a second. You've got you've to flip that before you flip this. Okay. Well, the, the yep. bigger bummer for me on that one is that um, on him, I find that's not the case. It's if I do things in the wrong order... I have to if I don't stop myself. I feel like oh, I almost snapped that hinge because like the the hinges yeah. are kind of they have bits sticking off both sides, and that's what's causing all the collisions. And everything has a a very clever way to sneak all those parts past each other. But there is, I think, precisely one way to do it where you don't have to half step transformations. And when you do it that way, I've mm. done it that way a couple times with practice, and it's neat. But like. At the end of the day, I'm like, this kind of neat, but also I feel like it's it's in service of mostly not having the shoulders actually attached to his shoulders, which feels mm-hmm. like a byproduct of having the Earthrise legs, and it becomes this chain of effects where I'm like, this, this feels like this is trying really hard to be Laser Prime built on Earthrise legs as opposed to just being Laser Prime, and it's, it's a shame because they do such mm-hmm. a good job with that goal. Uh, but it leads to this, this kind of cavernous, like, I'm going to use that word myself, uh, just a cavernous transformation where like when you're halfway through that transformation, if you lose your concentration, it's like, oh, oh no, now what am I doing? (laughs) And it, and it's things like the, the, like the front of the truck into the shoulder pylons, like there's nothing in that other than air and six little plastic missile nub things. Like there's no, there's no action up in there, and it almost feels like it. Hey, maybe that's something where you know, maybe if those had opened up and the arms could have come out of that, then that's attached strongly to your other shoulder piece, and maybe you don't have these weird, you know, these weird half steps to have. And it's not even like it's a full sleeper cab. Then it's like these two pods off the back of a semi truck. You know, it's not the like you can't have a dude laying down in the back of that it, it, it gives a weird like as a as a semi truck it gives a mm. weird feel to it and you know like you like we said it's you know to be able to you know, copy over the legs i also think and i'm not and i'm not, it, it's like a thing where like i appreciate some of it from an engineering design and hey this is yeah. a, a creative way to like save design cycles and and reuse some moldings or some toolings maybe or something along those lines. And then it's like, but at what price, at what cost for the toy? And and there are gains in that design that I think we'll see in later toys someday. Like the, the way that the arms shoulder connections on like that, they just, they find this threaded needle out of the back of the truck th- through two separate chunks of parts and then get into the, you know, into position. It's like, it's cool that you could get, those assemblies to move through those spaces 
in kind of one motion when you do it right. It's just like yeah. the user experience yeah. uh, feels very beta to me. It feels very like this is a solid pre-release of this kind of design. So I'm, I'm like, this trick with the shoulders will be really cool again someday down the road. But on this toy, it's like, uh, it just also adds to the part where I think it aesthetically looks weird in some poses when his shoulder pylons never move because they're just hovering. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the vibe where yeah. it's like, oh, that's like armor. And I'm like, I kind of get it. But swordsman character uh, in swordsman poses those things need to tilt or it just, it feels sometimes super odd. Like when I get mm-hmm. him in the double uh, grip on the sword pose, you know, like the baseball bat swing, mm-hmm. it looks super weird that he just has these two towers hanging out next to him and they're not even reacting. Like they have a flap on the front that gets out of the way, which makes it like it commits to the bit, but then makes it look even weirder to me. <laughs> uh, which is, again, all on top, all of this is kind of a bummer to be saying, because I think at the end of the day it's it's a pretty solid, uh, leader toy, uh, especially like a leader, yeah. a leader prime with a trailer. That trailer is to me infinitely more interesting than Earthrise Prime's trailer, just from the shapes yes. alone. Uh, and yes, it actually it actually changes shapes with the like spine of the trailer that folds itself in half. Yeah, versus the Earthrise Prime trailer that just like cracks open, like a like a coconut, like. Yeah. You go, what do you want in there? It's just like uh. versus the <laughs> yeah versus the the G two Prime of Justice. I threw away the box already. Version that like you know it, it the sides open up the way that Laser Prime Scourge did, but then the like the, that back part folding over in order to make like a, a gun turret thing. I just wish that more happened with the side parts that are open, but then it starts to become like a how much is that trailer worth adding into? Yeah. Um, well, th- even if it was, because it has, I, I, if memory serves, each side has like four or five, five millimeter peg holes. Oh, plenty. Even if plen- there were just plenty like of those. standoff, standoff pieces. Yeah. There's like the inside of that is just a bunch of standoff pieces that you can put in there. So you could have like two other smaller robots. Maybe even if it's just their, their pistol or something in that standoff thing standing behind it. So it looks like three of them are using this base as a thing or or something to help utilize that wide space that you have. Um, I really a little li- bit like what it, I really like that they have uh, a, like a couple, a pair of universal spots for the melee weapons where it's like, if you just want to put the melee weapons in here, they can live in here without it being weird. And it doesn't, interfere Mm -hmm. with the five mil ports like it's a really i think it's a really good leader class trailer base when you can't have all the guns included they literally built it so that it's like well if you've bought any other toys you probably have a billion guns you can just stick in here if you're okay with it Mm -hmm. something about that i'm very fine with also i just like there's a little double barrel gun you can pull off the top this is it's just a little thing like that where it's like earthrise had the whole thing of oh you can take the the tower off and it's like okay i can but, like, it is in service of stuff that constantly looks like it's just a piece of an Optimus Prime trailer, unfortunately, from the iconic visuals that it has. In this case, it's like, I can pull a fun gun off, and you can pull the middle tower bit off, if I recall correctly. Not really in service of much, but, like, at least that that is a piece that's folded over and looks like a thing that you could add stuff to, as opposed to just mm-hmm. the tower from Diaclone Convoy. Uh, so, it, yeah, overall, like, I think it's I think it's my... F- 
not my fave. I think Earthrise Robot Mode pushes that one up to a certain level, and then this one's total package pushes it up to, I think, about a similar level, uh, if I really think about it. But it's stronger than it looked in preview photos. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it looks way less like Earthrise Prime's pants in person until you, like, you know, you see the the, hor- the vertical pin, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, Aaron, can you... Can, hey, how much do you think it costs... Hey, hey. Hey. How much do you think it costs to purchase Titan's Return, Voyager, Optimus Prime, and Dayak his head uh, in 2022? Voyager. Uh, I'm going to brace myself and say 80, thinking that's high, but is probably very low. I'm actually looking in Canadian dollars here. Um, oh, this one's actually listed in Canadian. That doesn't help. Oh, here we go. Here's one in American dollars. Um well, you can get a loose one for less than 80. Okay. 55 loose. Okay. Um if you if you want one in package, uh that is uh $70. Okay. Uh that that's the ones available now. And I thought, well, cuz basically that's roughly uh 70 to $90 Canadian, which given the prices on Titans Return stuff in Canada during that era, he has tripled in value at least, um, as far as the Canadian price now. Uh, let's go to sold items. There was one that sold. Where was it? Oh, I saw it before, and now I can't find it again. There was one that sold for 128 Canadian dollars loose. <laughs> Um, do you want to know what's funny, though, is that, that he, when I search for him, a whole bunch of broadsides come up next to him. Broadside is almost categorically half the price of Optimus Prime. Did people just really not really? like Titan's Return broadside? Because I thought he was fine. I, I didn't. Titan's Return broadside is half it's... the price of Titan's Return Alpha Trion. See, I like the Trion. I like both, so I'm not really making a judgment. It's just I figured in the long run, the broadside who turns into a boat at least would have held more than. Man, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know with some of them anymore. Like, Titan's Return is also weird. Expectations. It's super weird. Yeah. In any case, all of these are less expensive than if you want to get Misfire for 135 American loose. <laughs> just bringing that specter up because I know one of the listener questions mentions it. There's a t- <laughs> then amidst all this, there's a Titans Return Fort Max with uh, with missing parts, but it's the entire body and head for twenty six American dollars two bids. Uh, so you know, vol- volumes of plastic here are not really a thing. I I'm scrolling down. I got to stop. There's a set of all three of the Titans Return Decepticon Target Masters, the lot of three, two hundred seventy five American or best offer. <laughs> Or are these the legends? No, these are the American ones. Oh boy. Anyway, uh, I wanted to know as well because I I had forgotten about Voyager Prime from Titans Return, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that he is he is up there in the Voyager prices. Um, so that's that's interesting. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Laser Optimus Omega. Uh, I was looking at your at your Discord name. I almost I, I wasn't even gonna say Omegas. I was just gonna say Omega TJ. Brain <laughs> 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 Can't even can't even get by on that one. All right. 
Yeah, that was just going to be a disaster until I stopped myself. Uh, so, t- TJ, uh, of, your, of your two remaining, what would you like to talk about? Uh, it's the biggest one, but it's probably the least exciting. We can talk Black Zyrak. I really want to buy him, and I know he's expensive for a reason, and I really like Scorponok. And, like, man, like the fact that he hasn't sold out either, like, he's just lingering, he's t- he's taunting me. Uh, are you, I'm assuming he's pretty cool, because I've only heard good things about him. <laughs> I mean, so I will, uh... Oh, preface this. I got this off of the ridiculous Hasbro Pulse sale they did. Oh yeah, I had to miss that. That mm. was a bummer. Yeah, so this is a uh this is a black Zarak for 107 bucks. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, any opinion I give that is that is coloring it. Uh it is a really, really cool figure. Uh I think I I really like Scorponok to begin with, and then you put black and gold, it just looks amazing and none of it is stuff that will crumble that means a huge plus on this toy uh mm. i think it's i I mean i i think like the stuff that it shares with scorponok it has some of the same shortcomings like the the tail that clips to the back i wish it had a few more clipping points like just a couple more mm-hmm. pegs to hold it on a little bit firmer because it does like to fall off every now and then but it's still just a super impressive figure, super cool scorpion. Uh, the new stuff is handled really, it, for the most part, is handled well. Like I, I do like the, uh, I, I do like the new like, I can't, I can't even remember what they named just like the Zarak unit now. Like, like I, I just called him Zarak, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pirate Zarak. <laughs> he's got the chest scar now, so like. The ch- like he's got he's chest guard and he's got an eye patch so I, I call him Sagat, Sagat. As, yeah, Zarek. yeah, that that actually makes. Mm-hmm. Me, I was gonna say, well, you can't just just not just for the chest, but yeah, if there's an eye patch, it's Sagat. Yeah. Um, I do think that could have been done a little bit different. the The front of the helmet has a way of transforming to cover up the face, but there's also this like, I I, I don't I know how to describe it. This is just like this plate. That like fills the gap between the front of the helmet and his and his forehead, mm. and that's a little bit frustrating to, frustrating to kind of handle because you barely have enough room to like flip it out in order to uh, like get it in to get the head compressed correctly for the robot mode. I've seen a couple people talk and, about that in, in a similar vein. It seems like that's the most frustrating point on the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the probably the one point of frustration I have with the toy outs. Well, that that and the t- the tail being too heavy. Uh, mm. Like beyond that, like everything's actually really cool about it. Like I could just, you know, I sung the praises on Scorponok. I could do the same on Black Zarak. Um, I love the I love that the spear is a thing. I like that it's got so many individual parts, so it's like modular, and like. I knew it'd be a big accessory, but this thing literally yeah. looks like a weapon in your hand. Yeah, I, I got to see one briefly in person uh, out of the box, and it was, again, that didn't help me with my, my status of, oh, I don't have that. Because that spear is... The spear and the new head are are so tempting when you see them in person, uh, if you've been holding off. It's it's really like, oh, It's massive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah whole thing is cool it like the spear itself is done so well i'm genuinely wondering why they were pushing like oh 
you can make a spear mode out of this other uh, out of his uh, out of fast track, or whatever we're reco- we're naming him to recolor him. I, I think uh, I think the path the path was like, oh, we can't do the spear, but hey, we'll make fast track turn into a spear. Oh, uh, for select, let's do Black Rorichi. Uh, and then, oh, we're going to do Black Zarak, and it seems we can actually do this with all the retooling on the head. Well, now we can we can figure a spear in here for, for this as well. And then the, the sad ending is apparently Black Rorichi's gold is completely different from Black Zarak's gold. Uh, yeah. So they don't color match. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. <laughs> you, you know you, what? You love you love that, uh, that $200 package you have to buy that just gets that one thing wrong that's going to just throw the whole thing off. I don't mind because I missed Black Rorichi. <laughs> so I'm like, well, if I ever pick up Black Zarak, I will have no regrets about missing Black Rorichi because his paint's I, different. I got Black Rorichi. I sold Black Rorichi because I thought, I'm never going to afford a Black Zarak. <laughs> and I don't regret it. Yeah, like, I think I think as a pair, like, I've seen a photo, like, they look fine. It's just like... The lack of color match gets rid of that whole thing of like, oh no, I don't have the perfect piece that goes with this. It's like, instead, oh no, I don't have the like other kind of gold looking guy who kind of looks okay with this. You know, it's it's just not like, it's not like this this pure visual tie where it feels like you're missing a key piece. Uh, I'm oh he's I hope he lingers still. I would like to pick one up. I'm I've I've resigned that I might have missed all my every time I had the money for him something else was going on. And then every time he went on sale, I didn't have money, and I'm like, maybe it's just not meant to be. Uh, but then I also think about how eventually I, in one fell swoop, did a fun trade to finally get a hold of uh, of Omega Supreme and, and uh, Scorponok. And I'm like, hey, maybe someday uh, things will still play out and, and Black Zarat can come live here. Because, um, yeah, the, even even the box looks great. Like, I know it's just a legacy box, or not legacy, a um, uh, select box, but, like, Giant selects box with a big piece of vector art printed on it. It's just, it looks gorgeous every time I see it at uh, at EB GameStop. Um, yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm just happy they've switched to that because I just remember any time I saw a selects figure at GameStop, they've had to open it up just to show you what's inside. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I go to GameStop and it's just be like the. It would be like the cardboard. It'd be like the the bottom half of the box, and the lid would have been cut off, so you could actually see the toys inside. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, what, like, mm. that's because I've seen I've seen it done. Yeah, so uh, we on. have some vintage twenty twenty one blocks. I mean, hey, some stuff from the twenty twenties has kind of turned into vintage overnight. So I'm, it's a bit, but also it's chillingly true. <laughs> uh. By the way, small little cherry on top, I decided to do a little bit more due diligence whilst the, you were describing Black Zarak initially. Uh, the Laser Prime Colors version of Titan's Return Prime from the Velocitron box set, the sold ones are generally cheaper than the regular retail release. I think that's because Nautica has completely mutated the aftermarket price yeah. on everything from that box set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nautica has absorbed the value of that set from everything else. You know what, though? Her, uh, from everything else, yes, except Quick Switch, who remains over a hundred bucks as well. So, Velocitron's the box set, I think, is actually a better deal still than trying to collect it piecemeal. Because if you buy Nautica or Quick Switch, you've 
spent triple digits already. Uh, and, and it's not like everything else is pennies. Uh, but the Optimus is like, you know, often it seems between, uh, 40 to 60 Canadian and, uh, but, but like even the clone, uh, fast, fast clash, the cheapest one that sold was 25 Canadian, but that's one amidst a bunch that sold for like 40 Canadian. So it's (laughs) chaos and Velocitron is one of those ones. I think I'm, I was thankful when I got a hookup on it when it was new and I'm drip, I'm triple thankful now because I like that box set. (laughs) Anyway, I had I had to know if the Laser Prime one was more expensive, and shockingly, he's actually cheaper than the Retail Prime from that era. Um, hopefully, Black Xerox stays at that pulse price for a good long time. That'd be really cool. <laughs> just walk into a convention, pick one up for a you know just over a hundo American. That'd be nice. Uh, well, I'm glad that he, that he turned out. That's that's one that's also very much on on my list. Uh, of things I'd like. I'm going to throw in one of mine now, actually. Um, this, this is a little one that's kind of like a bookend of my own. Um, I got a Transformers TCG character card. Uh, specifically, it is the uh, the, the vaunted Lunar Bumblebee. The, uh, I, th- I think, only exclusive card to come out in another language. Uh, this one is, is in Chinese. Uh, it was to celebrate the game coming out in China, which I assume still happened. I never kept up with that, but it's a it's a fully unique character. It's Lunar Bumblebee because it was celebrating like Lunar New Year stuff. Uh, terrible card, um, borderline unplayable mm-hmm. uh, stock. Just it's you know bad bad stats to a bad star cost to a bad ability. Although we've had the discussions, uh, a stratagem could actually make this a really interesting card. Um, because you know, obviously you add a star to him and tweak some stuff and some stats, and there, there's something in here that could exist someday. Uh, however, I, I caught one on eBay, and this turned into a little saga, because this was being sold out of, uh, Shanghai, and I was like, you know what? Just got paid? We're gonna finally do this. Um, so, uh, you know, got it. I think less than 48 hours later, Shanghai went into full-on lockdown, to the point where their mail system was even locked up. Uh, and the seller basically said, like, hey, my, my country, like, I can't mail anything, uh, but it should be over, you know, in, in two weeks. So, you know, let me know what you'd like me to do um, if you want a refund or not. Immediately offered a refund. I was like, no, 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 it's, I can wait two weeks. That's fine. I hope you're, I, you know, obviously hope, you know, send well wishes. Two weeks later, I, I was like, just message me in two weeks either way and just let me know what's up. Two weeks later, I got this message that was like, like, you could feel the bad energy <laughs> On, on the other end of this guy is going like, so I just want to let you know again, I can offer you a refund. Uh, cause I don't know. I don't know when my country's going to come out of lockdown and we can't ship anything. And, uh, and I, I have, I had, you know, one or two other friends, uh, who were under that lockdown specifically that I'd heard secondhand from through a couple other friends. That, that situation was really scary sounding. And I, basically I was like, I, I was like, I don't want to be the one who tells someone who is in a trapped in an unforeseen situation, oh yeah, refund me a, a fairly large amount of money for a card. Uh yeah. And then tell me later when I can buy it again. So I was like, when you can ship it, then ship it. But I, I'm I'm completely I trust you, you know, I'm I'm I don't need the refund. I was taking a bit of a gamble, but I just felt really, really bad about like telling someone who's in a really scary lockdown to also give me a refund. <laughs> Because I've been inconvenienced yeah. by the lockdown. Uh, anyway, 
the other day they showed up. Like I got a message from from the seller some weeks ago saying like I can finally ship them. They shipped off. Thank you so much. And then I was like kind of anticipating like you know given the state of everything that could be getting here anywhere from four weeks to eight months. So I'm I'm just gonna let them show up when they show up. And uh, they showed up. So I got I got my lunar B finally, uh, which is one of the biggest gaps in in my collection still like at this point to play the game you don't need to own all the cards because if it's character cards you're missing which is what i'm mostly missing you can proxy those now uh and no one can Mm -hmm. give you trouble but i'd still like to finish the set uh so the next the next hurdle is obviously the the titan masters attack super rares that i don't have which is going to be a nightmare um, and I'm, I'm in no rush to pull that off, but this, this was a big one for me. So I was really happy. And I was also happy that, you know, on a lower level, I was happy the seller didn't screw me over when they probably could have very easily. But number two, I was really happy that the seller lived through all of that and was able to ship this off and <laughs> seemed to be in chipper spirits. Uh, so that's, that's my little story of how I finally got my Lunar Bumblebee, uh, TCG card. Um, Aaron, you, how'd you get yours? Um, you just say it now. I knew people, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not I'm like you knew. Has Hasbro Wizard sent me some? Yeah, they sent they sent you one, and then I'm. This is me misremembering parts of this, but it was I was just like, oh dang, I could use that too, and they were like, oh dang, I don't think we have any left, and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I think it was when they sent me a box for some extra life. Yeah, that was that short, had right? A spare one, and I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, dang! This would be a cool thing to have as extras of that." And he's like, "Yeah, I gave you the last one at my desk. That one might have been mine, or something like that." And was like, "Oh, okay. Yes. Do you want it back? <laughs> or no, no, okay." The le- the All legendary right, the legendary John Shork, who, in my opinion, yeah. the 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 MVP of that TCG Wizards of the Coast team, uh, I a lot a lot of them were pretty cool. John Shork went very above and beyond from an admittedly kind of limited position of what he could do, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I I really liked what he was doing. That that is that was that is uh, pro- probably my highlight person we interacted with, uh, if I had to pick one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh... he was all. I, every interaction was very bombastic and excited. He was glad to be around, glad to help out. Yeah, I always remember the John Shork sushi runs or something that we heard the twenty five percent of a story about two times or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you're coming to TFCon Toronto, it's going to be some good TCG stuff going on there. So hooray! Mm. Uh, I need to figure out what of if of any that I need to bring, or if you'll just be supplying decks here, Aaron. Pre-made decks, take it. If, deal with if it, you're not attached to, to making your deck, if, the then US. we'll have decks, so you'll be good. Like I'll be it, good then. yeah, if if you're okay being handed a deck, you'll be good. And and you know, I I, I have been I've come around on this, and I've said this in other places. Like when you're playing a new a, a card game where you can construct a deck beforehand. There is, in fact, no shame in just being given a deck or grabbing a list off the internet, especially if you're either new to the game or you're a lapsed player who has catch-up to do. There's no reason to try to, without any gameplay, learn all the new cards and build a new deck yourself. You can just grab some decks and learn the cards. Then you'll see things you're like, oh, why has no one built it like this? And then you can build your own deck. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll you'll as far as I know, you'll be covered. Other people who are coming are talking about bringing multiple decks. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out if I can proxy some decks. Uh, so I can just use some of my dupes and, and make a few decks where I don't have to worry about like where the cards are coming from. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it should be a good time. But uh, Yeah, I think if I was really thinking about it, I might take like one of my two boxes of just bulk and do something with. But at the same time, I'm just... Man, I've been... I, I've been in a, a sad rut place for a bit, so... Uh... Rule. We we need to get past the first hurdles before we work on this <laughs> fourth and fifth ones. Yeah. Uh, not not to immediately swerve to the right, but it also seems that the Chaos on Velocitron boxes current normal eBay price is just over four hundred Canadian dollars. Um, just caught that out of the. Cor- I, I hadn't. It was in the corner of my eye next to the Discord window. I just saw that triple digit and double took while you were talking. Mm. Um. <laughs> So, Aaron, let's uh, let's pop over to you for your last entry in this thing, yeah. Uh, which is kind of the Aaron thing that I was like, I sure hope Aaron gets one yeah. of those, because <laughs> Aaron should probably have one of those. Uh, yeah, so it was actually a thing in the midst of a bunch of other, like, hard-to-sleep things was the night that the, uh, the, the LEGO Optimus Prime dropped on LEGO.com. It was just laying there staring at the ceiling and dreading everything in life and everything else that was going on. And then it was like, Hey, at least I can order that. And so got the, the pre-order in on it when it was an hour or two in and there were still plenty of them in. And then I got it and then I built it immediately. And it is, it is, there are like two things that I wish were different. And I've seen people build the changes to it and then seeing the, the built change that's different to it. I am totally understanding of why Lego did not do it that way. Um, but no, he has a lot of very interesting tricks and in how to Lego eyes prime. Um, specifically, like the way that his shoulders work. So he has two, like ladder pieces i forget what the the lego name for it is it's like the one by two plates that have the the part that comes out the long side of the plate that looks kind of like a ladder rung sit on the outside of his truck mode but when you transform him it goes that part swings into the inside and then there are two studs that have open face holes on them that those parts connect into and give it a a a point where it sits there and holds. So it's not a, like a, a full Lego connection, like a, you know, plate to plate connection, but it's enough that it holds the position. Uh, that's, that's a really neat trick. Um, the, the, his whole head is brick built and it looks pretty okay for being so, um, is all right. He has a, a side, uh, 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 like a one by two plate that has his eyes printed on the side of it. Yeah. For his eyes. Um, and then it's like, I'm going to grab him again. Actually, I, I want to cut in for a sec. Just going back to that connection you were talking about. Uh, cause I love that idea, especially like kind of almost replicating a transformers locking point. Uh, but a connection like mm-hmm. that, because there is a semblance of connection that is not plate to plate, 
and I, I don't know if there's really an answer for this, just makes me immediately think, like, oh, where does that fall in the realm of mocking rules? Because, uh, you know, there's, like, those mock rules about, like, how things are supposed to come together, and, like, obviously, those don't take into account a Transformer, so, but still. <laughs> so so are you talking about, like, legal builds? Yes, yeah. As they make big air quotes. So what Lego's legal builds are is basically um, it is preventing stress on a on a part and so there are things that are close dimensionally um that uh that that that'll still put stress on a brick or on a on a part um these i don't they are not illegal build parts yeah um for sure like I mean, I mean, obviously, Lego Lego has admitted that for like ideas builds and adult builds, they will be more apt to use some of the like less illegal builds. Like if it if it's potentially like this, if it was an illegal build, it's one that's so close to that line that it doesn't really matter. Versus some of the ones like a. a you know, some of the, the plates put sideways into things or the weird, like, technically this works because of of, of Euclidean geometry and it'll go. Um, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that, that connector, that, that connection obviously is also not literally the build, which, you know, makes for a total loophole in the mm-hmm. whole thing. It's just like, it, so- it sounds so interesting. I'm like, oh, that sounds like something that someone else must have used in some build somewhere oh, for I'm stability sure. yeah. and, like, probably was told, like, that's yeah. not legal build, but, like, since this is a transformation, like, it's interesting. <laughs> well, that and also, the guy that's the designer of this used to work at Hasbro on the Transformers brand. Yeah, that's a huge thing, too. Joe Kide, uh, Often a, a regular poster on the AllSpark, I believe, also popped up on a few other forums way back in the day. Used to do deco work, uh, if I remember correctly. Was responsible for Fracture, is always the one I remember. Um, it, it turns out works at Lego and had yeah. a big hand in this thing happening. And like, holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, the other neat things are like his rifle. So his 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 forearm has two. Uh, Lego studs on it, and that's how you make him hold his rifle. He has, he has, like, uh, flap fingers and opposable-ish thumb. Um, that basically you just kind of have him uh, hold his hand near the 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 grip of his rifle, and then peg the the rifle onto his forearm. Uh, the fact that there are Lego bricks that have that, like, fast forward kind of symbol that goes on his forearms and the the Autobot, the three Autobot logo plates that you get uh, are still like quasi mind blowing to me um, that that's official Lego pieces. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the things that I wish were different. Uh, he doesn't have a knee joint. Uh, he has a joint where his knee is and it's a ball and socket joint. But it's a ball and socket joint that you then build, like thigh down and shin up to, so it yeah it it twists, but it doesn't bend. I uh, um, I I know people who tried 
uh, rebuilding with it more exposed, and every single one has confirmed that they can see why it was moved down. Yeah, so part of the problem is is that the ball and socket joints that they use for the hips aren't super strong. And I have seen somebody that took the ATAT knees, which are stronger like knee pieces that only move um, like plainerly. Yeah, it's not a ball joint. It's it's just that. Um, it's a lot of rebuild because it's a completely different connection, and it leaves a weird open gap, and it doesn't really contribute a ton. Like just because. He doesn't really, like, Prime really doesn't have a whole lot of, like, forward and back action on the hips with how the hips are. So yeah. then it's not like you can really, like, give him a, huh, like, an action he pose just because he, he can't. Like, like if you pose him like you pose G1, ass G1 Optimus Prime, he poses pretty well. Yeah. The other thing that I wish was incorporated on the toy that just isn't is it's neat that he has an alternate uh a two by eight plate for his front bumper or belt buckle um but you have to take one off to put the other one on and i've seen somebody that did a a modification of it in order to have it have a rotating piece in there mm-hmm. except for then that whole front part that whole belt is loose on him as Optimus as as a robot it doesn't tab in the way that it does with the stock build yeah um and and then as a truck it seems like it sits proud like another plate or two's height just because it's it's almost twice as thick yeah to have all all of the gubbins that it needs to do to rotate it so that, that part, like, man, I really wish they'd do that. And then I find somebody that does it and does it well. And it's like, oh, that's a heck of a trade-off. Yeah, that, that part I, I, I didn't mind even when we first saw it. Because I was kind of like, as a Transformers fan, I could easily leave one or the other on there in both modes and not really care that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's like, it's still, like, he doesn't look like a super realistic truck in truck mode. And mm-hmm. in robot mode... It's fine if he has truck bumper there instead of the you know the orange thing because mm-hmm. he's also made out of a truck. So like in either case, I'm like I could just leave one on there and, and switch it at my leisure if I ever picked him up, and I probably wouldn't mind that much. Uh, and then his his accessories, uh, like I said, his uh, ion rifle. Um, it's it's a really interesting like it's a sideways build, basically. Um, where, like, the up-down axis is along the barrel, mostly. Um, the Energon axe is a neat way, like, you take off his hand, and then the the axle that's left in place where his hand is is what, like, connects in on the Energon axe, so then it is, like, his whole forearm and everything. That's neat. The, the jet pack is just a, hey, this is a great way to fill out the completely open hole that is the back of this robot mode without it uh and the energon cube is kind of a question of why it's there because it's just a a a cube made out of mostly transparent purple yet lego i keep forgetting he has an energon cube (laughs) like they needed to up the part count by 
14 pieces or something. Then you're like, should I put those 14 pieces in his knees? Yeah. Um, I, I would, I hope I can pick one up sometime, but I also know that knowing my, with the, with the three or so years I spent really putting my nose into, into brick build stuff, I know that I more so want him because he exists less so than I want him to physically mess with. So I don't, I'm not in like a Mm -hmm. big rush and there's, there's things like I'd rather pick up black Zarak before him. Uh, yeah. But he looks really Because, cool. I mean, he was one... He's he's 170 US. I just jumped over to Lego store just to make sure that, like, the part count wasn't to, like, get it to 1984 or something like what they did with the uh, <laughs> Apollo 11. Um, where they they added some stuff to it in order to make it 1969 yeah. pieces. So, I was like, hey, if there is a reason for that Energon cube is to, like, up the part count to make it to that, okay, maybe. But Have, yeah, have no. you guys seen uh, the build going around that apparently is a contained rebuild you can do with just those parts to build him into a posable, non-transforming IDW Optimus Prime? No. I'll dig that up whilst we're talking about things, because when I, I... My impression is that it's a contained rebuild. Like, you lose transforming, but uh, it looks super friggin' cool, and, like, it looks so good... If it's really a contained rebuild, I'm like, was this on purpose? Like, it couldn't possibly be. Uh, Man, it's not showing up in the easy search. I'm going to actually have to do some work to find this. Uh, But I'm going to find this, because this thing thing looks really cool. Oh, here we go. Uh, There's a couple posts, but I will put this into our Discord text. Dear Twitter. Oh, you want to know what? Okay, I'll tell you what happened. I was like, Control A, Control X. Do you know what it did instead? It selected the A from the word status in the URL and pasted just the letter A into Discord. And I was just like, What the hell? Is-? It's like, Are you just trying to pick a fight with me? <laughs> uh, but there's a there's one on Rebrickable. Um, someone else looks like is trying to do it themselves uh, based off the photo. Just looks like the, sh- the 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 fact the shapes even exist uh, is really cool to me because IDW Prime, like you know, the Don Figueroa IDW Prime has very specific shapes uh, and a specific silhouette, mm-hmm. and it's kind it's kind of cool that like people were able to figure this out. I I I thought I saw someone else turned into the Alligatorcon. Oh, I've seen that too. I I can find one of those. Um, that is an impressive amount of like additional height, right? Uh, oh, this is from twenty. I, I I know what you, TJ. I have seen it. Yeah, I just I don't know what to what word to look for on Twitter. <laughs> Spare parts that come with the set are required. No pieces outside of the required. Huh. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where he's getting all that height from because it's not like he's got a bunch of like extra thickness that goes along with torso. It. I think because the torso is slimmer. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Some of the extra gubbins in there just stacked on top of each other for. I uh, I will say alligator con rebuild should have been in the instruction book. Like it's obviously not really Lego's play pattern. Oh no, it is! It is Lego's play pattern. They always oh, show yeah, they do that all the time. The yeah, that should have been that should have been in the book. Because I, I I saw I saw someone do it and I was like that is so on topic and like obviously it's Lego like that and also Optimus Prime's arm to a, stuck on a tower probably should have been in the book somewhere as a goof uh, 
But you know, that's 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 maybe Lego the company themselves were were like like I'm sure that must have at least come up in a meeting as a gag, and I'm sure someone at Lego was kind of like, "Joe Kide, what are you talking about? Is this a bit? Are you messing with us?" Oh wow! So looking at one of the preview photos of it, yeah. So like it is axe and cube parts are showing up inside of him as like structural components. That's what the cube's there for. So they can they they <laughs> they cannibalize the whole dang thing. Yeah. I think that's super cool. In fact, I think as a fun thing, obviously it's very expensive, just like a fall uh rebuild squad, how many different things can you make out of only Optimus Prime that still look like mechs? I think it'd be fun. Mhm. Uh <laughs> Anyway, yeah, dang. I'm glad you got one. I, I had this worry where I was like, I know Aaron's trying to cut back a little bit uh, on really expensive things, but I hope Aaron gets Lego Optimus because if he doesn't, people are going to ask him if yeah, he bought it for years. <laughs> there, there's there's definitely like a place where it's like, okay, I'll stretch out and and uh, and, and get this out of the, again, out of the kind of half self-delivered funk, half this decade so far funk yeah oh the 2020s are certainly a thing as i'm sure any listener could agree uh yeah i saw i've seen i've seen some funny things i've seen some funny things happen but they're not relevant to transformers they're actually relevant to board games oddly enough uh but that's that aside uh tj you've also got one thing left which i'm also kind of curious about because like uh, the thing you've got left is like the definition of a toy that I kind of want because I have two other toys and I, I, I don't like that, but also <laughs> the other two toys have, have become very hard to find. I've been told and they haven't been out very long. So I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of getting a little itchy about this one. So how, I mean, I'm not going to say who he is cause I'm weird, but how, how is the mystery <laughs> toy in question? Uh, the mystery toy you are referring to is sludge from studio series. Yes, the smart one. <laughs> the smart. How how can you tell? Because he circled back around, right? Once you go once you go deep enough into the hole, you pop out the other side. So he he glitched the game. This is one of those wis- <laughs> one of those wisdom versus intelligence things. He knows that you don't put tomatoes in fruit salad. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So, uh, sludge is. No no surprise if you have the other two. He is exceptionally well-engineered. Like, uh, the transformation to get all of his stuff where it needs to go, especially in the legs, is fairly impressive. I would say, out of the three, he's definitely the most complex one so far. So, like, if... like Because, like, Grimlock's is pretty simple, and then Slug does a couple neat tricks, but then S- Sludge is out here, like... You know, like taking the front of his torso off and rotating it around in order to get everything lined up, and crazy panel stuff in the in the legs in order to fold out the beast mode's tail in the right direction and get all the shell for his back uh, unfolded from the legs. It's it's kind of insane. Like the the engineering that they've done in order to get the Dinobots as correct as possible and just make them really interesting Transformers is really impressive. And I love that all three of them feel that way so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does look does look great. Uh, I do think the beast mode looks a little bit weird. 
because as as a brontosaurus goes, he does look a little bit like he looks weirdly stretched out, which might just oh, be like yeah. m- like me and my perception. And then like the only awkwardness because like I guess this is what it takes to get the uh, the engineering to work correctly. His tail just kind of sticks like it's a it's a fat tail that sticks straight out, like just like <laughs> st- points straight behind him instead of dragging on the ground like you'd expect a big heavy tail to do. Uh, I think like that. I was gonna say I think with with the um, the G one model di- like Dinobot dinosaurs, it it probably is more accurate just to call them beast modes than dinosaur modes. They're they're more uh, like we, dinosaur shaped things that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, we. It's interesting what we thought accurate dinosaurs were in the eighties. We have a whole podcast actually about that a couple months ago. That I loved, I loved to show with uh, had Mikey come on, and Mikey actually works works in dinosaurs. He works in the dinosaur industry and uh, had some interesting things. He just posted again in the thread. Actually, I got to find out what I think I know what it was, but it was right. Not to not to tangent. I just got to throw this out there. Uh, new a new paper out. I heard about this elsewhere. There's a new paper out on dinosaur intelligence potential, uh, where the T Rex falls into the great ape area. Um, and then a lot of so-called, uh, dumb dinos like Stegosaurus are falling into at least the mammalian range of intelligence. So I, I heard this elsewhere. Apparently the T-Rex might have in fact been kind of terrifyingly intelligent for what its body already was. Um, so it's a good thing. Haven't that- you seen that episode of Star Trek Voyager where they meet the dinosaurs in space? I only remember the episode of Star Trek Voyager where um, I, I was going to say a bunch of things and I couldn't remember if it was a joke I read somewhere or was an actual Voyager episode. So I'm just going to stop there because <laughs> also that's kind of the story of Voyager, isn't it? That like you can just string yeah. a bunch of words together and that's a Voyager episode. Uh, yeah. But apparently kind of like th- three different sets of writers uh, and and that's why Jane Way always seems like a bipolar where she swings from one side to the other because they just kept going crazy. That's, for that's the Picard how? meta story, right? To do is, is you reveal Janeway is in fact the puppet, the puppet of three different yeah. grand entities. That were... <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted, I just wanted to say that apparently T-Rex is uh, not only um, apparently could be, could have been buff enough to just hurl rocks for fun uh, with, with their little thick biceps, but might have been smart enough to aim rocks at other dinosaurs, and it's just so I'm so happy that I didn't have to encounter one uh, in my life. <laughs> but uh, don't don't know anything about Bron. All I know about Brontosaurus is, is apparently Brontosauruses might never have actually existed. They might have been two different skeletons butted together or something. I, but Mikey, can. I I <laughs> I, for, I lost track of that so many times. It's like I rem- I remember them like going back and forth on like if eggs were healthy or not. You know, and, and yeah, that yeah, just yeah. reminds me of the exact. That's the exact same conversation. Is it real or not? And I think it changes every year at this point. Yeah, I, I, well, it's whoever has the higher budget for eggs. If it's the egg council or <laughs> the yeah whatever farmers the, on, on, in the, America something. Yeah. The the bummer about dinosaur stuff is that like a lot of that is also at the whims of like so who who on the black market like has just been sitting on a bunch of skeletons that they're not letting anyone see. Because they're hoping that they value up over the next twenty years, or who, or who in the market mm-hmm. stole the skeleton that we thought we had that disappeared overnight at the excavation site? Uh, but no one, no one stole the skeleton of Sludge because Sludge is a toy. Sludge doesn't have a skeleton; he's just plastic parts. Aha! Uh, did 
Sludge doesn't have a little friend, right? Like, they stopped that with him. They stopped that, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. There's always that... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and nothing of value was lost. <laughs> no. It was always in my head that... that... <laughs> It's always in my head that, like, they knew from the start it would take years to get all five of these Dinobots out, so they preemptively cut the budget on the figure itself and just bulked it out with the extra figure. That's, like, always how it assumed... That's always how it felt to me. So, Sludge has no sidekick, uh, nothing else with him, no no pegs hanging off of his beast mode for weird reasons that you're never going to (laughs) use. Yeah, I don't miss it. Yeah, and then if if budget stuff does get harder, then they've already done the three really tall ones. So we're all good. Like, Snarl... I mean, Mm -hmm. Snarl, I think, you know, one could go find model sheets. But, like, Snarl and Swoop, to me, always were both meant to be probably a little bit smaller. Which is uh, wildly inaccurate, probably, to what a Stegosaurus is. But, like, you know, again, beast modes, not dino modes. Yeah, I I think it's accepted. I think Snarl is roughly the same height. It's Swoop that's a, a little bit shorter, but even... Yeah, even then, like I, I try to think of like them doing swoop, and it's it's all about that wingspan. Like, yeah, that's where that's where the bud the that's where the budget goes. <laughs> swoop should come with a should be at a weird price point where they they finish him off nicely, and to fill out the box, he comes with completely different new Daniel and Wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to have the shark decon he was throwing around in the pit. That's what I want him to come with. Oh, what if they do like a weird Sharkticon who's kind of janky, like the like Daniel and Wheelie? That's <laughs> what I was thinking that Sludge would come with. It's just like like uh, how someone made like uh, oh who was it? Someone made an accessory of IDW pipes, and it was just him flat that you put underneath Overlord's foot. Oh yeah, I was gonna say stepped on Sharkticon was like gonna be like yeah. Sludge or Snarl. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a slug accessory technically, but uh, you, you can you can put it with whoever. Oh no, I'm thinking of slug and the um and the the ugh, the judge, not the uh, or not the judge, but you know the tentacle Quinnison, who's not yeah. a judge. That's yeah, what yeah. the spinny ones are. Bailiff. Yeah. No, the bailiff is the is the bulky no. one. The the dude it's with the prosecutor. Tentacles. Prosecutor. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh. Yeah, technically that's where we'd go. Anyway, yeah, hopefully hopefully Snarl is where we find our stepped-on Sharktacon so that we can get our tumbly Sharktacon with Swoop. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm glad to hear that, like, Sludge is, is kicking so much butt because I think that's also one who, like, he and Slug both have the most work to do because uh, Grimlock mm-hmm. is, is what you could probably call rote at this point. Um, there's, there's not much to explore with him anymore. Uh... But I, I just hope that I hope I don't miss out on those because apparently Slug is really expensive or Grimlock for sure. But apparently Slug even has become kind of expensive to find now, according to some folks I know in country. Uh, I don't know what it's like yeah, in the I, states, but no, I, you know what? If, funny enough, I've got a regular who comes into the shop who like laments every time because he still cannot find Slug, and like the only one he's ever seen was the one I brought in to review at the shop one day. Ugh. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess it's leader toys. Technically, are going to be the hardest ones to find if people buy them, right? So, uh, yeah. So we've... there are words. There are there are a couple of uh, words of warning with sludge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for starters, the way that the back wings on him work in robot mode, there's no way to like fold them like 
they they kind of stick out 90 degrees off of the uh, arrangement on his back. And uh, there's no way to, like, fold those out further without breaking a little bit of transformation. So if they start getting in the way, they they feel like they get in the way of things. Like, they're in the way of your hands when you're trying to pose his arms, things like that. Mm. So that's a little bit frustrating. The one thing on him, and this is a uh, mileage may vary thing. It might just be mine. The the articulation on him, the joints, especially in the legs, are not as tight as I'd like them to be for such a big figure. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I can, like, yeah, like I can move his hips and knees uh, fairly effortlessly. He holds all his poses, but it feels like it just feels like there's a, the faux ratcheting in there is just so soft, like like very very soft detents. So it's a. Uh, it's just it's one it just worries me a little bit over time if it's if they're messed with too much and they loosen at all that might be mm. a concern there there is a thing like it, that's one of those cases where i start thinking about um if it becomes a widespread problem hopefully one could could be paid one could pay someone to cad up a replacement printable ratchet gear uh to go in there Depends on how it's built, I guess, but... Yeah. I was just checking when he's supposed to come out uh, from EB GameStop in Canada. Apparently I'm still waiting till August 1 for Sludge to start showing up over here. Date subject to change, of course. Like this. <laughs> of course. Uh, you, know, you know, some things are showing up six months early now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Motormaster's date is still like uh October on GameStop over here and like August on Amazon over here so I you know I don't even know. Oh, oh the uh, the best the the best is the His Tank Megatron that's dated for like January and it's out in like Taiwan already. Oh, it's out out? Yeah, people have it in hand. Like I, o- I, I overseas. Know, like like there was a site that got one in hand, but I I just kind of assumed it was a one-off uh, case. No, no, I've seen photos of it on a shelf. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Well, hopefully I I can catch one when it comes out. Uh, but no, I'm glad I'm glad Sludge turned out because really, even if they end up stopping there and they really adhere to like, well, eighty six, uh, and somehow just go like, and Swoop doesn't exist, then that's still a solid looking trio at least. But. I I do I also do hope they do the other two. Um Well, I will uh I will cap this off myself then uh with uh something I got a review copy of, a link to a little video clip I made of how a joint works. Um but this is the uh, 30 DLX Bumblebee from Transformers The Last Night and uh I really like the design on this. Also, because The Last Night is a very nebulous fog in my memory i was like oh it's weird how this is just like movie four bumblebee hooray and then i went and looked at movie four bumblebee who looks completely different than this and i was like man i like movie four and i I mixed it up and i forgot that the last night looked any all i remembered was the hammer anyway looking at it as a physical object uh movie five bumblebee is is probably the the most solid of the quintology bumblebees because he's He's got the car parts, but he's got that movie four or five thing where they finally made more of the colorful car parts into body chunks as opposed to stuff hanging off everywhere. Uh, 
but he also has a lot of sharp object look to him because he's still kind of got stuff hanging off. But uh, the thing they did in movie five as well is that a lot of the stuff that was just literally angles hanging off are, are shaped and positioned to look a little bit more like musculature and ligaments. Uh, what's kind of cool on the three zero version is that almost all of it is on really tight little ball socket connections and they're kind of limited connections cause they're in, they're sort of in place. Right. But it means everything on him can kind of wiggle and tweak as you like, but it's tight enough that it doesn't just flop around, uh, while you're messing with him. uh, from the neck down, he's, he's basically super solid up there with the standard I expect from three zero DLX, uh, diecast pieces, uh, very good interlink articulation design, I would say on on par with metal build. Um, wherever it falters from metal build, it also is not as expensive as metal build or Rio bot. You know your Sentinel stuff, uh, Kuro Karakuri Transformers. Uh, the only bummer on this one is like the head sculpt is good, but the way the head works feels like old three A design in a kind of negative way. Because uh, for one, his little ears that wiggle up and down on mine. Uh, one of them especially was really loose and they just kept falling down and movie Bumblebee with his ears down somehow looks really, really silly to me as opposed to when they're sticking up. Uh, the second bummer is that DLX uh, has been great in that when you put batteries in, it just wants LR 44s and there's two batteries you can put in his head to make his eyes light up. Uh, you have to pop his head off the ball joint, then un unscrew a screw from the bottom of his head where the ball joint connects to make the top of his head pop off for the, the battery cap. And uh, DLX has been really good about the, the battery access being, like, screwdriverless and very, very slick. Uh, this is the complete opposite. And it might be because of the, the nature of how the head is designed, but it just was sort of a bummer to me that, like, it was a screwdriver and I had to pop the head off to even access the screw. Uh, and then the third bummer is he's got his battle mask, but... In the instructions, they're like, here's the f the five to seven different points where it attaches to his face. None of them are actual attachment points. All They are all little forks and things meant to just kind of grip onto parts of his head, which means that the mask will go on and it'll stay on, kind of, but it doesn't attach. It just grips on in a way that f doesn't feel good to me, and... Uh, this is a company that has in past used magnets and things for these kind of things. And when I looked in the instruction book, I literally thought I was looking at, here's where two to four different magnets are. And, uh, it's a real bummer that, that it just kind of frictions on cause it, it always feels bad and it makes creaky noises and it, and it is literally just parts rubbing against stuff on his face. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's a shame cause the battle mask on movie five is really important and, uh, the light up eyes show through the lenses on the battle mask with a really cool fogging effect. So I, I was kind of hoping that would be a little bit better. Other than that though, like this guy has got all these different hands. He's got his hammer. He's got a thing so you can store the hammer on his back. If you want, uh, he's got a blaster arm, uh, and he's got a three layer ab joint. I don't know if you guys got to look at that video clip I shared, uh, that I put up on Twitter. Yeah. I saw it when you posted it originally. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that ab joint, I thought just the top one went, and when I looked in the instructions, they were like, oh, there's another point in there, and I just kept pulling, and it's this very tight extra ab joint, and I was like, no, nah, that's really cool, because <laughs> last night Bumblebee has, you know, a more superhero um, muscular looking body, uh, as opposed to Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee, um, so it's, it's a pretty cool figure, and like, you know, the there's, there's joints all over the wings on his back made out of the door parts, so you can make them look more aggressive, if you want, uh, and the price I think is one seventy US, 
Uh, and I think a lot of that is because of the paint job on this guy, because he's... The, the bummer is Bumblebee movie Bumblebee, I think, was able to be a little bit less expensive in part because he's got nice big shapes. This one is all greebly and stuff and has lots of extra bits and pieces everywhere. Um, but it's it's still, you know, sub 200 for a metal build quality figure. Uh, the only other bummer is it is of Bumblebee from Transformers The Last Night, a.k.a. movie number five, for which I'm sure the least number of people have warm remembrance. Uh which is, a sh- you know, it's a shame because it's a really good Bumblebee design for a movie Bumblebee and it's a good figure. Um, and I'm already saying at least it's not Squeaks, which is not really a great thing to be saying when you're trying to talk up something. Uh, so I, I think I, I think he's, he's a neat piece, but you got to be really into this design. Um, and you got to also, I think, be able to just in your mind's eye say, this is my movie Bumblebee who's not from the good one. Because uh, you can see like the Camaro stripes and stuff on him. And it's like, if you're cool with that, and if you're cool with the chest not being from movie one, then uh, it's worth looking into. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a neat thing to receive. Uh, And uh, as I said, it was a review copy, so I'm going to be poking around on it some more and figuring out how I feel about the tactile experience uh, over the course of a week or two, and then I'll do something with it. Um, But uh, that's, I think, all of our our acquisitions inquisitions. Uh, Pop quiz, do either... So I want to know if I'm not the only one. When I tell one, when I tell you guys, "Hey, it's movie five, Bumblebee," does that instantly put an image in your head, or or are you in my position of like, what's different? They yeah. kind of blur into yeah. each other. The, the only thing I remember specifically about Bumblebee is like movie five feels like one through three. I do remember four had more black to the design and a few sharper angles to it. So mm-hmm. so I forgot this about number four, which is, again, embarrassing, because number four is my favorite of the movies that are not the good one. Uh, but number number four, he doesn't even have... Like, his back has two friggin' multi-bladed shurikens sticking off of his back, instead of, like, wheels and stuff. I forgot about that until I went to look up what he looked like, and I was like, oh, yeah! He's, like, the, he's like the really dangerous-looking one who's... Like he's the one who looks like Stinger more than Stinger looks like Bumblebee, uh, and then I, and then I got sad that Stinger was a one movie ordeal uh, instead of sticking around. And yeah, um, anyway, that's our uh, our Transformers acquisitions inquisitions. So I'm gonna grab us a listener question uh, or three, uh, and I know this one. Well, yeah, this one this one is talking about that Titans Return stuff we talked about ages ago. Uh, so this is from Stune S T U N E. Uh, coming off of a combo of your conversations about the Titans return aftermarket prices skyrocketing and the notion of waiting to pick things up and attempting to take more care in what one buys, what's something you picked up way after its release, perhaps overpaid for it, and ended up feeling okay to great about it after all was said and done? My examples, I recently got the incredible Titans return trigger happy misfire slugslinger trio and shelled out for their siege target masters for probably too much, but as many have said, they're pretty incredible. Thanks, Stoon Click. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you miss them, the Titans Return uh, Decepticon trio of, of Target Masters is kind of the holy grail, I think, from that line. Uh, boy, would that be a nice trio to see return, even just re- redecoed slightly in Buzzworthy or Legacy or something, because <laughs> those were good toys. Uh, but yeah, uh, the thing about this, my, my brain immediately goes to is, is like, well, what's a G1 toy that I bought in the 21st century? Because technically that's waiting, <laughs> right? And then going to the aftermarket. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm really trying to think because myself, I like am. I want to say almost always buying it when it's like new and released, versus hunting for back catalog stuff. There's a period in time in there where I was going for some G1 stuff, just because that's what you had to do as a collector. Um, but even then, like. I mean, then it's then then you're going for like old collectibles versus waiting too long to get something. Um, yeah, because yeah. I think G1 toys is maybe not in the spirit of the question being asked. Yeah, because if I went like, well, you know, I paid a hundred something for my G1 reflector, uh, complete loose, and boy, that didn't cost a hundred mm-hmm. bucks back in the eighties. But I, I am I am also sadly kind of embarrassingly in your position of like, well, I just kept buying things when they were new and. And then missing some, uh, and the, yeah. to be honest, I have not tr- I have not really tracked down a lot of the major pieces I missed because, like, the made the most major ones I could think of that I missed that really stuck on my mind were Omega Supreme and Scorponok, and I did a, a quite a fair trade for those, so I didn't really end up over. I I don't feel like I overpaid for them because it was a trade of stuff, and trying to figure out the numerics of that I think would be. Again, not really in the spirit of things, because uh, I didn't specifically hand that much money over. I handed goods for goods. I'll keep thinking. I'm sure there's been one uh, where I've paid something silly on an aftermarket. Like in what else? What else to say to blanket it so I don't waste too much time? Is I know I've paid like maybe ten or twenty bucks over for something within a year or two of it coming out, and I missed it. Uh, and I ended up feeling fine because when it's like ten or twenty bucks over. I'm like, well, that's like three subway trips. I might have spent hunting for it, you know. If it was ten bucks, if it's twenty bucks, I paid someone to grab one for me and gave him some cash for the muling charges. I guess. So I don't know. I felt fine about mm-hmm. it. I I never ended up paying like, like uh, you know, the the Target Masters being I think probably the best example where it's like you're probably paying at least eighty bucks a piece for them, uh, and that's if you get them as a trio, um, and I. I guess if I'd missed out on... You know what? Yeah, the Earthrise Coneheads. If someone ever put up the offer... If I ever had the money at the time and I got a, an offer on them and it was like, uh, you know, 180 for the for the Coneheads. So like 60 bucks each. And I had the money kicking around and there was nothing else new. And I was like, I, I might go for it just because I like the Earthrise design that much. And then I'd have to see how I felt. But that's about as close as a temptation I think I'd have uh, right now. So uh yeah, uh, DJ, how about you? Any any um any you missed it and then overpaid and felt pretty okay afterwards stories? I'm I'm trying to think because I'm usually pretty good at swiping up things that I that I am after. That's a, that's I, our I'm, problem. I'm actually, is you're <laughs> asking three impulse buyers or at least three for a while impulse buyers probably more recently lapsed than career lapsed. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm a content creator. I can't be behind on this stuff. Yeah, it's like, because I mean, even when we've tried to, because I know we've all kind of tried to back off from like, I gotta gotta pre-order every wave when it comes out, but then like, even the ones you don't pre-order, you end up coming across them, right? In a store, eventually, while they're on shelves, and you're like, well, I didn't pre-order this one, so I'll pick this up. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. the, the the, The most I can think of, the most I can think of, it's not even the same situation, would be toys that I have, that I have gotten sold off, regretted, and then overpaid to get it back. That's, like, in, the, that's, that's as close in the spirit, I guess. 
Yeah. I just did that with Shatterglass Thundercracker, the BotCon version. Ooh. Because like, I sold because all the Earthrise because I sold that toy off. Going well, it doesn't quite fit in with the collection. I like it, but like I've already got like seven other versions of this of this mold, and this is the kind of the one that sits, sticks out like a sore thumb for obvious reasons. Uh, but then Earthrise happened, uh, so the Deluxes went away. The Voyagers became part of the collection, and then I'm like, well, now I don't have any of that mold. <laughs> well, great. I've made good choices. So, so on the uh, on the uh, trip out to California, I I that big toy shop had a Shire Glass Thundercracker, more than I paid to get it the first time. But uh, it's now the now ironically the only seeker from the classic set that has survived in the collection. So, uh, and if, I was if going I, to if say I could only I was, keep one. It would be that one. Yeah, well, 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 uh, well. You, you, you like your Euro Action Masters? We know this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going. I was going to say, it was like, well, if I'm gonna keep, if if I'm gonna have any one version of that classic Seekers mold, because I know it doesn't age well, but I still really like that figure. It's gonna be that one because, in my head, I was saying like, what are the odds that Hasbro's actually going to do Shatterglass Thundercracker? We live in a world where I'm waiting on a slicer pre-order to get filled. So yeah, they 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 very suddenly went like, hey, what if we just actually brand Shattered Glass, do a comic book, and then also just quietly make Shattered Glass into where we can put Euro G One toys because a bunch of their decos showed up there. Because mm-hmm. that that slicer yeah. that they announced to date this podcast slightly, that slicer they announced like that. I know that's from Shattered Glass, that color scheme, but that set they are releasing that is Action Master G One slicer oh, with exosuits. It's not even. <laughs> It's not even yeah. It's not even like hiding it because it's sh- it says slicer on the box, not wheeljack, and it has a Decepticon symbol, not a not a purple Autobot. And apparently, apparently, and I, I actually kind of love this. It's like I think someone was like, "No, I want to do slicer," and this will fit him in. Apparently, in the comic book, they're gonna have a whole elaborate subplot to an, like explain the insignia, and like. <laughs> I kind of love that because it's like, no, yes, make the fiction bend over for the action masters. Yes, thank you. Uh, like it would be kind of wouldn't it be funny if they did the Earthrise Seeker in the in the Action Masters Thundercracker th- like colors, but with a purple Decepticon symbol. And went like, oh, he's in on whatever is going on with Slicer as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's doing this too. He comes with an exosuit as well. Have fun. Uh, I would I would love that. Um, I was actually going to say of the of the New Age pocket scale seekers because New Age and Magic Square both have their seeker mold. Uh, New Age has one in Action Master Thundercracker colors, and if I see that at TFCon, that might be the one of their seekers I get because that's that's a perfect color scheme for a one of of any seeker design, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. You just you you know who it is. It's it's bombastic. It screams at you. The New Age version has box art that's modeled after Captain Planet, which is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, um, I've been also thinking in the background of my brain about anything I might have overpaid for in the aftermarket. Literally, it was it was never because I missed it. It was the last time I super overpaid for stuff was stolen Chinese toys on eBay. Uh, it was something like 80, 80 bucks for animated Shockwave um, loose, and I was still happy about that because I didn't see animated Shockwave on a toy shelf locally until over a year after that fact. Uh, but that wasn't me missing him. That was that was me buying him before he came out. So I don't know if that's in the spirit or not either. 
I, I will say stuff that I've missed, like, you know, the two Titans or the, the Earthrise Coneheads. Um, a lot of the times when I miss something, usually I'm kind of bummed out about it, but then eventually just new things keep coming out that interest me. And I'm, if it doesn't really, really get on, on my nerves and I also don't see a good deal for it, I usually just let them continue to have gotten away. Uh, I, I just don't really feel the pull to like, oh, I missed it. I better go hit eBay and I, you know, grit my teeth and pay this for it. Cause most of the time, if I, if it's like a price that is high enough after the fact to make it a story, I'm kind of like, I could also be putting this into something like newer right now that, that is more exciting in mm-hmm. my brain, but that's just the way I work. And it, kind of thankfully, I guess, but also not thankfully, cause I'm always chasing new stuff. Uh, but uh, I hope that did answer your question, Stune. Um, our next question I will grab here is uh, from Corito. It's a very simple one. Corito <clears throat> asks, "Oh, hang on, I just gotta get my, uh, gotta make sure I get on this." Encore Unicron Trilogy toys when? That's the question. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I think the only thing getting in the way of those is I suspect that the way their molds work might be complicated to use. That's the only thing I can think of. And not for any specific, like, reason I could state. I just... I have a feeling that the Unicron Trilogy era of toys may have had, like, mold layouts that are, like, super-duper, like, old-style weird compared to what we do now. Uh, that's generally my assumption about most older toys. Um is that, like, there's there's always a chance that it's just going to be complicated to make them work. But I think that would be really cool, especially some of the ones where I, I sure could love... I would love to see a new production run, like, basically Armada Optimus and Scavenger. Um, I would love to see new production runs on those so that I can, I can have an Optimus whose pants probably don't catch fire, and I could have a Scavenger whose treads I could start pre-lubricating now rather than uh, 18 years uh, after the fact, because I'm worried about the treads on that toy, because they're big and rubber and look very ready to dry themselves out if I, for instance, left him in a sealed box for ten years because I didn't bring him to Toronto. <laughs> uh, but there's, yeah, there's a lot about, about Unicron. Like, I don't, I, the problem is I can't think of an impetus for them to do it that isn't just piped into a couple of toys in Legacy. Uh, that's the bummer about 21st century original Transformers is it's really hard to see where their their nostalgia path exists because of the very strange direction Transformers took starting in 2006 um so I, I really don't know do you guys think they'd ever do it like or do you think they would just do what they usually do like pipe it into one or two new figures that are you know reference toys we just had that leak, that quote-unquote Walmart leak list, where it's like, hey, we're going to do Armada Megatron, probably. Uh, and, like, I, I feel like that's, you know, they're going to, they're, they're, the leak lists say Armada Starscream is coming. Uh, the new leak list says Hotshot and Megatron, you know, the the infamous gray prototype Armada yeah. Prime. That's probably... Yeah, I, 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 I think that the, the most likely thing would be, you know a kind of subline. I don't know if with like legacy is kind of, I think if they can just fool the, you know, fool the retailers by changing the box color every 18 months or whatever that they do. Uh, and, you know, just have, you know, Armada trilogy as the kind of theme for a year that is the majority of it. And then you toss out, you know, some 
some G1 universe or some comic universe or some whatever other thing. So it's not just Armada trilogy. Well, the other big, the other big, as, as a thing, the other big thing, right, is that when it comes to Unicron trilogy, generally we get a bunch of Armada nostalgia and then one or two Cybertron nostalgias, usually based on Galaxy Prime. Uh, and then Energon goes completely forgotten and lost in the midst of all of it. So, like, that's mm-hmm. the other part, is if they even did Encore Unicron Trilogy, it's probably either Armada or Cybertron. I, I would bet you Energon gets extremely just lost in the shuffle, uh, even if it was a concerted effort. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to even think who it would be. Like, There's no iconic Energon toy that is an easy reissue. It's, it's lions I, I, I of think, toys. I think... I th- I think I think the Megatron at best, yeah. That one I could see reissued, yeah. Because any other ones to me, it wouldn't be. Oh, look, we're reissuing this one. It'd be more like we're reissuing a set of Autobots or something. Uh, admittedly, That's, Beast Wars reissue Canine like, and, and Cybershark kind of stand right in opposition to the, the what I'm saying, but still. Um. Well, the other thing with the other thing with doing Energon is that they. If you do any Autobot, you have to do a second Autobot at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, and, yeah, yeah. So like now you have to come up with two of the deluxes. Which two is a, which two do you actually put out? Rodimus Mirage would probably be it. Because they're they're, or sorry, pro, yeah, there. <laughs> and there, there's why because I, they yeah. they look like people that that can be nostalgic in some in a very so, cynical way. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's almost like that's almost like the key to where like if they were going to do like like you're saying they're going to do a, like a a year of legacy which is like Unicron trilogy based it would probably be a lot of figures like that where they could they're they're kind of passing off as other characters where like they come close enough and then we like retool them into like obscure G one or G two characters later on yeah oh sorry I mean I'm I'm just thinking of straight reissues. Um... Like just going because oh, yeah, I'm not thinking I, of the word yeah. the word encore. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing I'm throwing back to the to the other half of this, but like for yeah. on, for encore, like literally, I think the only ones that would make sense even in the Energon would be on the Decepticon side, where you had no like uh, no no need to issue out more than one. Like you know, like the Ghost Star Scream, I think is like the only, like the standout design in your deluxes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like Megatron Star Scream from Energon would be two toys that probably would also stand up well to just coming out now. Uh, like they're just good, solid toys. Um, but yeah, like I, I hope Unicron trilogy gets, you know, the treatment event because it's coming up on being 20 years old and it has some very good design work. And there is one whole entire Aaron Archer just sort of chilling out who could, you know, you want to make it into sort of a uh, superstar guest star returning designer kind of situation like you know th- there's a whole there's a whole thing that writes itself basically to do like a really neat like uh, unicron trilogy redux year in celebration um but I, d- I don't know if they ever do because uh legacy kind of kind of says it you know that ever since 06 i think we've been on the path of in the end g1 became evergreen and now when things return, they kind of have to lean evergreen. I don't think, I don't mind it that much myself, but I certainly can see from <clears throat> the perspective of people who didn't uh, come on super early on into, into being a fan that like, 
some people became fans when Evergreen was already the established path. And like, it's just, it's a very odd set of perspectives to, to think about with empathy. But uh, Unicron Trilogy folks, I think, are the most kind of kind of screwed over as far as what they would like to have, because they got into a series when Transformers was still kind of weird and experimental in, in the 2000s. Uh, and then their series is one that kind of got left behind as well. Uh, and not for more obvious potential reasons, like animated having a very specific aesthetic. Unicron Trilogy was just super robots. Like that was the aesthetic is Transformers super robots. Mm-hmm. So there's it's not even like a wild aesthetic really to to try to sort out, um, but yeah, uh, I agree with the question. Hasbro, please answer it. I know, I'm sure Hasbro's listening. I'm sure they'll answer this question for us. Um, let's do at least one more here. Uh, this one's from Victory Bot ninety three, uh, who is a longtime listener, first time a- asker of a question. Uh, assuming they've sent it to the correct place, never sent a message on the boards before. No, you did it perfectly. Victory Bot 93. Uh, in fact, impressively. Uh, the question is, would you want to see a Transformers anime in the future? I ask because I've started the Unicron Trilogy. Oh, here, timely. Uh, I've just started the Unicron Trilogy for the first time in my life. Uh, as I started, I began to wonder, why has Transformers been without an anime take for so many years? We had Transformers Go in 2013, but that was only on Japanese DVDs. Uh, so we haven't had an internationally released kids-focused Transformers anime since Galaxy Force back in 06. Sorry for making everyone feel old, just trying to make a point. Uh, I feel like uh, an anime uh, is long overdue, ever since animated in the 06 movie we've had nothing but a western style focus on the cartoons uh enjoyable their own ways i think it's time we had a more japanese influence when it comes to child-centric media uh it would help make the franchise stand a bit more compared stand out a bit more compared to brands like marvel and star wars with unique animation writing styles tropes as well as a japanese take on the toy line uh i can see hesitation um on discussing this topic with people online uh victory bot mentions people who point at unicron trilogy and say things like never again don't want bad shows anymore but um they go on to say anime, no matter what age demographic has come a long way with quality dubs and competent storytelling since the nineties and two thousands, they've learned uh, from the mistakes of the UT guys have been over 16 years. We can try again. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, stay safe and healthy folks. Remember we demand your survival and happiness as much as you demand ours. Uh, love you guys. Take care. Thank you for that kindness at the end there. Victory, but um, personally, so this is me saying things I felt more confident about in the early 2010s, but I think part of it, uh, on a sort of businessy level, is that Transformers was never really a strong children's property while it had original animation from Japan being made. And when it had... So they've had dubs done of all the cartoons that happened uh, up through Cyberverse. Uh, but, like, you know, notably, the dubs tend to be a little bit more on the comedic end as to how they deliver uh, their performances and how they script everything, and it is very much aimed at much younger children than Transformers usually even aims for over here with mainline cartoons. Uh, so I think part of the reason, honestly, is just that Transformers is not... I don't think it's really seen as a strong children's property in Japan compared to being a like competent children's property but much stronger collector property over there. So with the partnership Hasbro and Takarotomi have going on, I would suspect that it... It's just seen as pragmatic on both sides of the ocean to have the cartoons be designed with this Western sensibility and then just get given a probably comedic dub uh, for a Japanese release with a toy line on a more limited scope. That's kind of how I feel about this, just as far as like whether or not it could happen, which I'm not sure if it's entirely in the spirit of the question, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Because like that's that's kind of the impression I got even from Transformers Go, which was technically 
toy commercial animation with an extra five minutes or so of like drawn characters talking on the front and back. Like that's my memory of the go anime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the rough thing is it's like, it, it's one of those things that's that, that I, I don't want to say what is anime um, necessarily, but for sure, for sure. I mean, wouldn't you say that like the Bumblebee animate, like it's computer animated, but like that leans more towards uh, the kids thing versus you've got the the Netflix series and the like that are leaned more towards the adult side of things. Like I I don't, I don't know. It seems like we have gotten a breadth of of different like edges of Styles. animated yeah. cartoony stuff. So. I, I I don't know. Some of that comes down to what is the anime's, um, yeah, and and then it's a matter of like, yeah, sure, I'm sure that there's some kawaii desu nihongo. If if you want to go crazy weeb on something, yeah, there's some versions of that out there that might be good too. But I I think it's an idea that like uh, that. Like it, it's maybe some cart before the horse. Well, that, I'm, I'm that taking makes sense, trying to come up with with like what you're looking for in it. There's there's a lot of different versions out there, and I'm not sure that you know just saying anime. Like yeah, I'm I'm taking anime. Like I, I should I should probably have prefaced with this in hindsight, but like I'm taking when when they say anime that like given that you know the the references are Go and Galaxy Force that we're thinking a a 9 a.m. children's anime with you know a lot of speed lines, um, that that sort of specific blocking style of like uh, you know lots lots of extreme close ups on characters talking, um, sort of a sort of a more you know a, a simplified very you know justice in the universe kind of thematic to the, to the whole thing. Like basically like though I always tend to call it like, ch- like children's um, toy commercial anime, because that's kind of what the Unicron trilogy was, um, which I don't think is it. I don't mean that as a derogatory. It's just, it, it is, I think a way to, to explain it. And I think it, it kind of covers how a lot of other shows get dubbed. I would even say rid 2015 is really close to, to that style of, of animated show. Um, from having some speed line sequences to, to having, to kind of following that, that formula every now and then to having its occasional, like really well blocked scenes and moments every now and then, um, that, yeah, like, I think, I think that's kind of where that is coming from. Uh, cause I, I would also say like looking at what I see of anime nowadays, I feel like, like the, the Japanese animation industry, as far as robot stuff that I hear about, at least, uh, has had its own shifts here and there and, and a lot of shifts for better and for worse towards CG on a lot of its, its mechanical um, components. Uh, it's just looking at Netflix animations that have come out even like there, there is a, a there is a very pointed move towards having your mechanical uh, objects and characters be rendered in a, a, a sort of flat shaded uh, CG form, which is why I would kind of say that, we did get anime. It was Cyberverse and Rid 2015. It just wasn't probably what someone looking for anime would want, I guess. Uh, which, which, which is why in this question, like you kind of have to think about like what 
what the catch-all we're, we're thinking of is. But, yeah, like, because, <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, we, RID 2015 and Cyberverse kind of are those as far as, like, what we're going to go for. And they fall in line with the idea of we're just going to dub a thing that Hasbro is more so, you know, taking the lead on, on designing uh, animation-wise. Or producing, I should say, animation-wise, not designing. Um, but, I don't know, TJ, what about you? Any any thoughts on this? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you don't do anime these days, and it, no no real shock. It comes down to cost of things. You know, these days, an animation studio out of Japan is going to cost you a lot more than a studio out of America doing all computer, you know, computer graphic animation. Like... Uh, we do like you know like the like we we admit like uh back like it wasn't the best animation we were getting for most of the Unicron trilogy. That's another thing yes. worth mentioning. That's that's not that's a kind of a, like that's also why I tended to call that children's toy commercial anime because it also had a bit of a ceiling on mm-hmm. I'd say seventy percent of its content. Yeah, I mean they've done like like. I, I would say, like, like we only started getting into, like, good studios once we got up to Galaxy Force, because that's gonzo. You know, they did, you know, Full Metal Panic, mm-hmm. Chrono Crusade, Helsing. You know, they did some really well-animated stuff. They're a good studio. But, like, it, t- it took us a while to get to that point. And these days, it's, you know, it's not like... Uh, it's not like Takara is going to shell out for, like, Studio Trigger that did Gridman and Dinozenon. You know those kind of big deal companies that really do mecha anime really really well. Um, yeah, it's just it comes down to a cost point. You know, uh, I do agree with like I I kind of want some more, not so much the animation style because like you bring it up like there are there are tropes and there are elements of anime in a lot of the offerings that we've gotten recently. You know, I think Cyberverse especially. But it doesn't really replicate the the form the formula or storytelling that animes tend to go through. Which yeah, t- see that with that tends that tends to get more involved. You know, like with cyber like Cyberverse took a few seasons to get into like uh, like ongoing storylines. Uh, R.I.D. 2015, I don't think ever quite got to that point. I, I would say the Megatronus stuff was kind of like that. It's just the thing about Rid 2015 is it also I think easily could have been seen like if you, if I were to get really into it, I would say Rid 2015 was three separate anime series um with a returning cast of characters. Um cuz the mega everything up to Megatronus being one, the uh the Minicons being another and then the the Menasaur uh story uh being a third basically. Like the combination season being a third. Like they they had the seasonal gimmicks that each one of those would have been a separate season. I'm, and I'm, perhaps that is how they were delivered in Japan. I, I don't know a whole lot about the RID 2015 dub. Um, but because uh, I, I, th- that's also why earlier I said when I think of, again, the children's, car- the children's uh, toy commercial anime that was a lot of the Unicron trilogy, the, the story thematics also, in an overarching sense, tend to be on a very, like, grounded to galactic scale threat that justice will thwart because of the strength of our will and our hearts kind of stuff. And, uh, again, that's not meant to be with, you know, parentheses derogatory behind it. It's just, that's also, that tends to be the theme. That's the theme of a lot of super robot anime that I like. Um, 
And I, I think that generally, like, when folks kind of ask for this stuff, and I'm not speaking on behalf of VictoryBot93 here, I just, I, but I think on a broad stroke scale, when folks kind of wish they could see something like that, I think they are also looking directly at shows like Gridman, uh, as, as the most recent example I can think of, of like, oh, that for Transformers would be great. And it runs, it runs into the bummer that, like, Transformers as a property in Japan does not have it has a lot more power than it used to at a, after a certain point thanks to the films but uh it's not the cultural powerhouse that it is over here so the impetus for a high budget show would be coming from the western side and kind of unfortunately the end result we have seen of an attempt to do that was the Netflix trilogy, at, which was the best attempt at that. And it, that stuff was using a Japanese studio, technically. But, you know, it's, it's as as we have recorded podcasts about, the end result was, was middling and wanting uh, in many ways. Um, and it's worth mentioning for Galaxy Force, that was Studio Gonzo. But I sure wouldn't say Galaxy Force was indicative of Gonzo's best work when you look at it on oh, the Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, so just, just like even even if we got like I think Studio Trigger has fanboys working there, and you know just like super fan. I shouldn't say fanboys. I mean, that's obviously, kind of but yeah, they there are super fans working at Trigger who would probably even in a Galaxy Four situation slip in all the co- the coolest stuff they could, right? That they could fit in there. But I, I would be hilarious that they start. Yeah. They, <laughs> They'd be hilarious. They do. They get their hands on a Transformer series and they start slipping in Machine Robo references. I mean, hell yeah! Uh, but I, I would also just, I just caution that, like, even if we get a really, a really known great studio, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean Transformers the brand is gonna is gonna say give us the top tier you know production package necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Trans- Transformers again, for better and for worse, one of the ways I think it survives nowadays is getting animation to exist for not the the biggest expenditure of price, uh, which is, sadly, you know, has to have derogatory behind it. But, like, I think that we still end up with really good creatives working on it where we get things like Cyberverse that is is a, a, a crew making something really incredible despite really clear budgetary restrictions. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, I would love to see something that was like higher budget and we don't have to even go, you know, to the anime side of things, which, um, this, this is also why like the term is kind of a little bit more granular and nebulous. Now I have been pushing for years and I still push that I think studio powerhouse or powerhouse animation studio specifically, I should say powerhouse animation studio could do some incredible transformer stuff. Uh, the, there are a lot of the right minds working there who are into the right stuff demonstrably. Uh, who could make a really good Transformers show. Um, and, you know, if Netflix continues on its, like, spiral of slamming its own head into a refrigerator door, like, uh, Powerhouse Animation Studio may perhaps become a little bit unyoked from being tied directly to Netflix productions all the time. Because um, once upon a time, I thought, well, Netflix, they'll do Transformers with them eventually. Now Netflix might, you know, it might try to prove that it's still really cool by like throwing itself in front of a train or something with like a, an anvil strapped to its head and go like, no, I'm going to stop the train. Uh, so now it's, it's, it's more like, I hope that, that powerhouse animation can continue doing really cool stuff and then just eventually get their hands on transformers. Cause that, that's my dream show. Now it's not, it's not like just transformers anime, you know, wave my hands. It is. I want powerhouse animation studios who have a very, again, clearly, 
Japanese influenced style, but with a, I think, extremely powerful Western twinge to it uh, that forms this this gorgeous at times uh, fusion of of uh, of. I'm trying to find the right, right word for this, but like international aesthetic kind of like coming together in these gorgeous ways at times that I, I think they could do just wondrous things with Transformers, even if it's more like their their Greek myth, Blood of the Gods kind of series no one talks about as opposed to something like Castlevania or, uh, or He-Man. Um, although, again, they worked on Castlevania and He-Man. They, work, they worked on the brand things that could have easily not gone great. Uh, and you know, there, I'm, I, I just inadvertently opened like, you know, a can full of spiders somewhere, but just speaking in terms of animation specifically, uh, and the quality of it visually, I, I think they knocked all that stuff out of the park and they, and I thought blood of the gods was a super dumb show in a lot of ways, the visual delivery. And even when visually it was not their best work still, you could see in the storyboarding of it, how good some of that stuff was. So yeah, I, uh, I would I would love to to with in a friendly way reorient everyone asking for anime transformers. Why don't we all just get behind Powerhouse Animation Studio so we have a name to drop? Because uh, I think I think they would do what a lot of y'all are are looking for. Though, like they did Stoner Sunshine aesthetic from Getter Robo in the Castlevania show and in, in He Man. They know stuff. They would they would understand what. You know they know what speed lines are in the good way, man. Ah, I can go on for hours about powerhouse. So I'll stop, but I, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> um, do you guys want to do one more? I got one more here. Uh, I'm good to wrap up. I've got a early meeting tomorrow. Oh, okay. That gives us a solid package remaining of questions. Uh, so I will mark where we're at. Okay. Um, in that case. Uh, we'll start wrapping up. I'm going to do a quick little, little off topic sesh. Cause I know people like that. I have a quick one. It's not even a thing I got. It's uh, a couple, a couple folks visited my area recently. So I got to play a new board game. I wanted to play. It's not even my copy. Um, but, uh, I, I, uh, got to play with, uh, with one, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know which name they want to go under. I'm just going to say Anthony. Uh, I got to play Summoner Wars, which, uh, the, the new version, it's a very, um, re recently venerable, uh, one V one, uh, dueling card game. It's kind of like chess mixed with magic, the gathering in that you have a, a board on which your cards exist as pieces and their positions matter, but it's magic, the gathering in that you have a deck of cards in which you're looking for synergies uh, and you have a resource that you're spending to to bring those cards out. Uh, super fun game. If you're in a position to play two-player games, friggin' play Summoner Wars. That's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get some copies of Summoner Wars stuff for myself just so someday I can just whip it out and play it with people when someday I can more easily see people to play games in person. Uh, but damn, like I know there's a whole first edition of it as well that's out there. I only know about the second edition, which to my understanding, streamlines a lot of things for the better. I, I have not heard a whole lot of people say that Second Ed is not a strictly better than First Ed in most cases, but um, I don't know if either of you have any experience with them Summoner Wars. It seems like possibly an Aaron Extra Life thing, but I'm not sure. It's in the board game realm. Trying to think, yeah. I don't know if I've played that one. I would I would say it's worth looking into. There's a 
Because there's, there's like, a, there's like a, a big box that's like 40 bucks, I think, where you get six different decks, but then there's a starter box that's like 20 bucks, and you get two other different decks, and I think they got two separate decks out now. Uh, gener- I, I would call it generally inexpensive for what it is, uh, and it's pretty dang fun. Um, I might, I might, if I, if I roll together a little fun quiver for TFCon, I might throw uh, the starter set of that in if I have it by then. Because uh, that's that's a that's a fun way to play a little like twenty thirty minute uh, punch up game if we need a break from robot punching. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my little my little off topic thing I wanted to throw in. I don't know if uh, uh, Aaron, have you got any any off topic uh, fun things that have happened recently? I know you did some some extra lifing. I don't know if you played any new games during that. Um. I know I did. There was one that I really enjoyed, but I can't remember now. I'm gonna look at your Twitter. Also, also, also played um, uh, junk art in the last one. Um, that sounds familiar. And that's always a that's always a fun one. Yeah, it's a bunch of wooden pieces that are like random shapes. Oh, that looks cool! Like twenty, there's like twenty different game modes, and the the whole thing is your artists going from city to city doing art installations or whatever, and each game has a different way that you play and you're building some art piece out of it. And sometimes you're just building, you know, you, you'll have to draw a card and then you pick that piece and you put it on your structure and it's whoever has, like, you get points for having two parts of the same color touching or two of the same shape touching. Or it may you may have one where each person has uh, ten cards and all the parts are in a pile in the middle of the table, and then everybody flips over their top card, grabs that piece, and adds it to their thing, and then says done. And if if you're the last person, then your piece doesn't go on your tower. And then at the end, it's whoever's tower is the tallest is who wins that one. Or yeah. like all of these different different rule sets that go. Sometimes there's one tower in the middle, and you're all trying to build on that, and it's. There are different rules for things. Uh, TJ, I, I posted, they, they I posted a, a tweet that Aaron put up with a photo, and this thing looks looks kooky and funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> looks like you built a ship. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, that one that one was a that one was a crazy one because that's each that's one where each person was putting a piece on that at one at a time. <laughs> this looks like a really more stressful so Jenga. If you were all putting pieces yes, on it's, it's, it's like it's like reverse Jenga with with balls uh, though too, <laughs> with with randomly shaped things. It yeah. looks like one of those. It looks like one of the ships you'd build in Kingdom Hearts. How did you get a yeah. cylinder in the middle of all of that? Like a sideways. There's a so, sideways cylinder in the middle. So, so, so which one? Because there's like three sideways. The, the white cylinders. one. Oh yeah, They're, sorry. The big the, one. The wi- I didn't see the other two. Yeah. The the white one. So the white one has a flat side on one side and it has a <laughs> hole in the middle of it like a hole that goes like uh oh i see of the way down i see okay. so that actually has a flower pot shaped piece inside <laughs> of it that then has two more pieces stacked on top of it yeah this is i, I love this because yeah like this it's the the third piece i can you can clearly see that that long plank piece number three the chaos already began because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. way bigger than the like the f- well the 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 black thing on the bottom is the base that you build all of your art on for for okay most so, of who, them. so whoever, that's that's piece zero 
So whoever placed piece one then, that green piece, was a coward. Because <laughs> piece one looks like it's just but... another little, like, slat that's the same size as the starting piece. Uh, just yeah. going through the other games you played here, I'm assuming the brand new game you played wasn't Ticket to Ride or Sagrada. Uh, was it Flip Ships? Yeah, it may have... It may have been no flip ships is a is one that we play. Yeah, it's kind of like a okay. This is one that we that we play for a bit. Um, we played the mind. Yeah, fantastic. I don't know. It might have been one that we played late that we played later and didn't photo. Okay. I just got my replacement uh, cards for. So, okay, good. I was gonna say because sometimes it's just like oh shoot, well we're like three later on a thing and yeah whatever. Yeah. I, I just I just got uh, up on stuff. I got replacement cards for Fantastic Factories because I got in on the Kickstarter for the expansion, and then those cards had a markedly darker back than the base game I had, and uh, they had a whole thing about how they're going to do new cards for the base game as replacements. Don't worry about it. And then when I got mine, mm-hmm. they didn't come with it, and I waited a couple weeks, and then I messaged them, and the impression I got is they had a, a fairly massive internal turmoil over the owners of Fantastic Factories. Uh, and there's a whole thing, and I felt like I might have caused a whole lot of problems, uh, but I also got my replacement <laughs> uh, base cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. that's cool. Yeah, so I've, I've reached my $1,000, um, for, for, for my base goal, so I'll be shaving my head here shortly. Woo! Uh, and should be, should be bald for TFCon. Live stream that with a phone. We can be one of the cool kids. No. You should. It's it's no. You should uh, no. attach a GoPro no. to the shaver. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, negative. Negatory. Look, I'm looking forward to not recognizing you again. Uh, at a, <laughs> yeah. at a show. Uh, TJ, any any standout off-topic fun on your end this past couple weeks? Um, I mean, I've got a couple off-topic things that I had on my list. I don't know if we want to get into them. I was thinking, like, if there's one standout. Uh, uh, let's see. The DX Oni, uh, Don Oni Taijin. I just saw that at an overpriced import store locally. Uh, how is that thing? Because that's the, for people who don't know, that's, that's the Super Sentai robot, the Megazord, that they put out recently, where the whole big thing is they went, like, someone told me that it was a designer's kid who said, why don't these pose more? And then they were like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so yeah that was the whole thing is that someone from plex had a kid who was trying to play with the the uh, zen kaiger toys and he was upset because they didn't move the way they did in the show so this is the one time where they went you know what uh apparently kids care about articulation too so let's join the 21st century after 20 years it only took we'll 40 put... years. It only took an entire <laughs> young medieval lifetime for some one kid to finally in the right place say, hey, why can't I move this? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I can't um, believe that's the story. That's amazing. <laughs> so there's two things about this for the uninformed. There's two things about this. One, this thing is gigantic. Uh, so, like, if you remember, like, how big the original Megazord was, and then the upscaled for the Thunder Megazord, and it was, like, massive, I think this is taller than that. Like, I don't have, like, a... good? Yeah, I don't, like, have a tape measure on me. It's, like, oh, it's well over a foot tall. 
The uh, box was, I should say, enormous that I saw at the store. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is, yes, there is modern levels of articulation to it. This is a Sentai Robo slash Megazord with full neck articulation, waist, knees, hips, elbows, universal shoulders, wrists. Like, it actually works like, like an action figure. I want to know if any of the Western fans who make YouTube videos, like, cause I haven't checked in on any of it yet. But I want to know if any of them had a Stockholm syndrome moment of just like on autopilot trying to figure out if the like how each of those articulation points was an accident by virtue of the the way it combines. Because <laughs> that's how it always has been. It's like oh, by, because it has to do this, it has hip joints. And like someone who's just like going and it's just on autopilot. No, you, you pure know Stockholm we need, syndrome. No, we, we, yeah, no, 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 no. We need that person who looks at all of that extra articulation and goes, "This is transformation engineering for the next mecha." This yeah. is how it combines with the with the sixth Rangers mecha. Obviously, this is all a coincidence, uh, and this is how it's yeah. going to fit into the carrier mecha at the end. Uh, yeah, this is just how it folds up. It just happens to work into the knees and elbows. So we, my question, I don't know if you're in a position to answer, was going to be how much does it feel like a towbot or a carbot? But like, <laughs> do you have a ton of context for that? I mean, I have some towbots. So like I can so I I will say it's better articulated than the Tobots I've played with. Uh, yeah. with the with the exception of the hips do not move outward. Like the the hips are not universal. They move forward and back, but they don't move outward. So I'm assuming that yes, there is some kind of like structural concern with the level of articulation, especially if that's, there's uh... like another robo that's got to slap onto it. That's better than because usually on on large Korean toys, it's the it's when when there's a one axis on the hips, it's the other one, so the legs can only go outwards, which is always mm-hmm. like more of a bummer to me because I want him to sit. Uh, right. Oh, don't worry, this guy can sit. Yeah, some kid said, "Why can't this sit?" <laughs> <laughs> that no, kid. I, I would say I would. The kid has to get interviewed like ten years from now when it's like, "Do you know you're responsible yeah. for a whole bunch of like." A niche audience in the West all getting really excited for like two months. Yeah, well, we have all, like all those like reports like like Sentai sales are in the toilet, the ratings are in the toilet. The series is gonna die, and then you find out like this is the kid just this kid whining to his dad one day is the reason the whole franchise turns around and went another you know ten <laughs> fifteen years, and this this is the kid who saved Sentai. You're like, hey, Plex, Plex designers have more kids. Future proof. <laughs> no, I would say it's better than a Tobot. I think, like, for the Tobots I have that combine, I think the integration's more interesting. And, okay. yeah, the articulation. and The articulation, the feel's definitely better. Okay. I'm going to look into that thing. That's the that's precisely the kind of thing I look into where I also I'll, I start complaining about how I can't afford Black Zarak. Because I go and look into weird stuff like that, or the the machine robo things where you slam an apple into a thing and you get a lobster, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Which, for those who don't know, by the way, that weird stuff, machine robo, <laughs> officially, some uh, machine anyway. robo taxi cab tree T Rex thing. Yeah, and also it's it all is bigger than it looks in photos, and it's it's got spring loaded stuff. So please release it over here. <laughs> Yeah. Y'all, re- y'all released yeah. the weird spring-loaded things over here that Korean companies made. I, yeah. 
I want to commend the person who came up with that cab tree thing, but I also want them fired because they didn't call it a tree rex. Hey, who? It, maybe they just didn't know that was the terminology over here. You know, like, <laughs> when we get them, when we get them onto a panel at some uh, at some convention someday, they're going to be all like, "Hey, yeah, Canon, it is tree rex in the West." Uh, <laughs> anyway, we should probably we should probably close up there. We're at a perfect time mark, I think. So uh, we will uh, we will we will end things here and just say thank you all for listening. Uh, if you did, obviously you did listen. If you're hearing this, otherwise I don't I don't even understand what's happening to you. Gets call call a loved one and get them to get you unkidnapped from whoever put you in a closet and turned on podcast next to you because that's the problem. And if you're the one who kidnapped someone, put podcasts on next to them. We don't want you, we we don't support you. That's bad. Don't don't kidnap people. That's mean. Don't be mean. Um, anyway, we'll talk to you all later about some uh, transformers and things. Uh, but until then, uh, Aaron, thanks for coming by. Yep, yep. And uh, TJ, thank you for coming by. Mm-hmm. And dear listeners, thank you all for coming by. Even if you demanded of us, I demand of you twice as loud. Your survival. And also stay safe. Talk to you later. Okay.